Hello and welcome to a very special Bro Kakaka. I'm Jim. I'm Sam. Uh, and I'm X Forts, who has to introduce myself. Hell yeah, yeah. We we like to let our guests uh, yeah really yeah. just like a fish like flopping around on the deck, like <laughs> put you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you uh, for joining us. Um, of course, thank you for having me. It's been too long. Yeah. yeah, it has. We we kind of stopped doing these little bro kakakas um, when uh, the the mighty hiatus had begun once uh, Jojo Land ended. But mm. now that uh, Jo Jojo Lands is back, I'd like to kind of bring him back. It's it's fun to have like an off week, kind of like I like when people do like vent podcasts where they just like <laughs> talk about random things that aren't necessarily <laughs> like the main shties. I thought event podcast you meant by like one of our previous like we hate Jojo Lambton like hours <laughs> <No>. long. <laughs> I think I think the last time I was on we were in a we hate Jojo Lian era, I think. <laughs> <laughs> glad glad that things have uh have circled around. <laughs> uh so but yeah, like just kind of start off, I guess it has been a little bit since uh Jojo Lian's ended. Definitely. Um, we all we all love Toru now. We're all Toru's biggest <laughs> fan aren't we <laughs> aren't we folks yeah, you keep telling yourself that <laughs> i i don't know how you guys have uh you know like sort of marinated the whole Taurus situation over the past two years but uh like as you guys caught me on this week like i'm in the middle of writing the wonder of you section for the Ooh. part two of the retrospective and it's like a pretty deep dive into tour at least the deepest dive i've done you know so far on the character and it's like you know what? I hate to say it, but Toru ain't that bad, man. Toru is not that bad. <laughs> I might even go as far as to say he's pretty good. But there's just a lot of like, um, I don't know, a lot of like, what, what's like the opposite of Stockholm syndrome? Because that's what I. <laughs> no, 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 no. The the thing that it's like, at least what I've noticed about doing the the retrospective now is that there's certain things about JoJoian or any piece of media or any story that you can only like gain with time. Like, after not reading Jojolian for a year, not even, like, thinking about it, anything, and then returning to it, like, there's so many things that were right in front of me that I just never saw, and I feel like the only way to really see that was just to, like, really block it out for a while and return to it with, like, a fresh mind. Because um, even in the part one of the retrospective, I'm like, sometimes I would look back into my reviews and be like, did I catch this when it was coming out monthly? And I was like, every time I watched a monthly review, I'd be like, I am an idiot (laughs) (laughs) but then again it's like i mean what do you expect like the chapter just came out i usually recorded those the same day but i mean yeah just taking a long break from dojolian and returning to it has definitely opened up my eyes to a lot of a lot of things especially in that uh the final the final arc yeah and it's uh definitely what you're saying about looking at old (laughs) like chapter reactions (laughs) and dismissing like i i love to like pop back in and, and look at those sometimes uh, because yeah, like they're often like a very fresh reaction. Yeah. It's, especially Sam and I, we always try and strive for like as soon as possible. Like, let's get the most like virgin reaction possible <laughs> before mm-hmm. it's tainted by everyone else's like fan theory. At least that's how I I always try and go in without looking at like Twitter. It's mm-hmm. kind of, I think I still kind of remember like when he first like just appeared in in Jojoian or whatever pocket crown I was like it's too obvious that he could be a, like a villain there's no way he'll be like a rock human it's, it's <laughs> I thought that obvious. was the case too like I re- when I was reading it I was like you know I always had the impression that the Toro reveal was too obvious or that you know he's the character that's introduced in the same arc where the new stand is introduced like who else could it possibly be but I went back and I'm like looking at my reviews 
And I don't know the exact chapter, but even like pretty late into when Tor is revealed, or, I mean, it's not revealed that he's the stand user until he's actually at the Higashikata home. And I remember watching one of the reviews and like, I didn't know that he was the stand user yet. I thought it was something like he was working with the head doctor. So I definitely mm-hmm. think the reveal of him being, or the head doctor being his stand, obviously there were some people that predicted it, but I think Araki did a pretty good job at, you know, it, it of course is going to be difficult to do a twist villain when it is like that villain of the week where you have to introduce the character simultaneously with the stand. So mm-hmm. I think the head doctor being that separate character that Toru and him can literally exist in the same room did a pretty good job to mislead, but in like a constructive way. So yeah, when I was looking back, I, I, I definitely got twisted when, not like twisted, but it's like, okay, like some people suspected this, so it turns out Toru is the stand user. But like when you go back and see it, Although Toru is introduced very late into the story, he does a good job of like dropping those hints that he's going to be this bad guy without like making it so obvious. Like the one thing I really like about it is when Toru is like sort of first introduced at the hospital with Yasuo when they're like holding hands and he says like, you know, Yasuo, whenever we hold hands, your hand is always like above mine. I remember reading that monthly. It's like, okay, whatever. But like looking back, it's like, okay, that's foreshadowing that he's a rock human. He's really below Yasuo and she like instinctually goes above him. Hmm. And then there's another moment where he's talking about like the wireless charging and everything and how he was rejected <laughs> yeah. and all that. And I remember reading that monthly. It's like, okay, this is just a rocky nonsense, wireless charging, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and one of the main things that the community would say is that like the main villain can't be Toru. He's a teenager. He looks too young. He doesn't look like a main villain. And I find that to be funny that Toru's character in the story is that he doesn't get taken seriously because he looks younger and the audience didn't take him serious hmm. either. You know? Yeah, look at his hairstyle. No, yeah, take so even hairstyle series. Even the audience is like, look at the, like we judged him based on appearance. We're like, he can't be the main villain. They're, the main villains are always like men, or you know, it would have been nice if it was Kato. Like a, they're always like middle age. So seeing Toro like that, it was like just no way. But I think that everybody was ready for uh, the female main villain as well. Mm, I know. <laughs> and Jim, what you were saying earlier about how looking back at the reviews, like I was watching a few today, and it's like, or just like you know, cross referencing as I'm writing, and I'm seeing like a review for. Like, like chapter 106 or whatever and it's like oh toru ate the fruit maybe he's gonna fuse with jobin or he's like we're gonna be it's like literally like we're at chapter 106 107 and like some videos are still like maybe the main villain will be revealed after this or like now that now now toru will fuse with someone and now it'll be the real main villain so i mean it's the Jobin a, copium was was the copium addicting. was like yeah. through the roof with Toru. Like <laughs> literally, cha- crack. chapter one oh eight, people are still like, I mean, what you know, the cliffhanger when Kato first showed up. Then everyone's like, finally, Kato's back, big main villain time. It's like it's so crazy that people, even myself included, like still didn't fully accept that Toru was main villain after twenty five months of endless calamity, <laughs> however long it was. Oh my god, it felt like forever. I think it, when it was, you have it was like, like it was like five volumes. When you have a situation with like manga, uh, with a monthly manga, um, you you're really taking in like such a limited amount of information each month, and you're like agonizing over every detail that it's like yeah. very easy to miss the forest for the trees kind of situation, Definitely. especially when so many JoJo fans are coming off of like probably one of the most epic binges they've ever had of a series where Certainly. they were able to read like. Uh, what it was close to like 20 actually now it would be 30 most like, most people it would content. be like yep yeah, well yeah most people would have would, would have done part six through six and seven and through eight yeah but now six is over so yeah 
Especially oh, yeah, especially it's, binging it's through Steel thing. Ball Run. I get that. Binging through Steel Ball Run and then all the way through the first half of Joe Jolene and then getting like slammed right at like maybe, you know, poor Tom or Wutomaki or something. Definitely like definitely takes a little bit to adjust to the monthly schedule. I think mm-hmm. thankfully with the JoJo lands now, people are like, uh I mean, I'm holding it to myself. I'm not complaining about pacing until until chapter ninety. That's the rule I've set for myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, I, I don't want to be there knowing that it's, like, chapter 30 and be like, oh, things are moving slow, slow. And it's like, dude, like, it's a JoJo part. Of course, in chapter 30, we're going to be in, like, the third minor villain or something. Yeah. Like, I was just thinking, like, a funny analogy to how, like, we were consuming it is, like, imagine if, like, someone's feeding you, like, a bowl of rice and you're only given, like, one grain every five minutes. Like, your <laughs> I don't opinions think it's that about bad, each man. grain. I don't think okay, it, well, it's not that bad. One grain like, of rice. Like, especially with the JoJo Lands chapters and, like, looking back and rereading JoJo Land, th- those are big chapters. Like, there's a, like, you mm-hmm. know, we're talking 45, 50 pages, so it's we're definitely not getting crumbs each month. So. I mean, <laughs> okay, there were some, okay, there not were some crumbs, months like, where we... There, we got like twenty something chapter pages or something like that. Like there were some months. I don't think we like ever got a twenty page chapter. Maybe like uh, thirty. I meant twenty. Yeah, I meant like shorter compared to other chapters. Where yeah. we're like, wait, that's it. Do you guys remember <laughs> that thing that Iraqi did in JoJo Land too, where like the first eight to ten pages of a chapter was just being like, "Here's what happened last month in JoJo Land." <laughs> it's like, why, dude? Yeah. What like One Piece anime? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's really frustrating. For like a monthly manga especially even if it's only like three or four pages it's still like that's valuable real estate there like let's just just exactly. keep it just keep it flowing yeah definitely agree okay well instead i'm gonna use my instead of a grain of rice it's like imagine someone like makes a a, a nice sushi roll for you and like over the course of like four hours they feed <laughs> you like one piece eat like every 10 minutes like you're gonna have such strong opinions and different opinions about like each piece as you're like for sure like you're like five pieces in even though it's the same sushi roll you're like hmm oh but i'm really getting like a lot more like sweetness in this like that's just how like i don't know you're when you marinate Mm -hmm. and consume like a small chunk of something you're gonna fixate on like all the wrong things yeah I remember so, um, we, we had to, there was a couple like hiatus months in JoJoian too, where they took a month off and we were like, Ugh. <laughs> and he always picked like, the biggest cliffhanger, I felt. Ooh, let me ask you guys this, speaking of hiatus, do you guys think that Araki was writing the JoJo Lands during his break? Do you think he has like chapters queued up or do you think he's actually drawing it every single month? Hmm. That's a really good question. I've wondered this for like a lot of months. Because I was thinking honestly. that like, what? sorry to interrupt, I just want to finish the thought. So like, if he took that year-long break and say he was writing for a year without publishing, that means he would potentially be in a position to not take a hiatus for at least like, you know, five or six Ooh. years. So I think eventually he'll run out <laughs> of those like, you know, it, it's like being like one video ahead of like when you're a YouTuber, like if, you, if you're sitting <laughs> on two videos. So I wonder if he's sitting on like, maybe like right now he's actually writing like chapter 10 or 11 or something and he's just releasing them sort of like staggered so if he ever does need to take a hiatus he's sort of like you know ahead of himself yeah, yeah he always took uh, like what like, at least like, two different months in a year off like it was always mm-hmm. like december and yeah like march or something it was yeah something like that the, yeah early in the year because i have a theory that he wrote these early volumes sort of like right in a row like right in a stretch because like 
It feels like it. I hate to bring up like all the Breaking Bad references, but like a Rocky, <laughs> a Rocky draws in his manga what he sees in real life. Like it mm. doesn't matter. It, he could see a movie, and if he if he's drawing the next day, he'll literally just write the plot of that movie. Like Stanley Yelnas with Versace. Like or, like that's where he finds his inspiration is just the things he sees around him. So I feel like a Rocky. If he watched Breaking Bad like two years ago, he probably would have moved on or like, you know, sort of it wouldn't be in his mind anymore. But I feel like he watched Breaking Bad or at least was writing this as he was watching it or something uh-huh. like that. For, because for him to reference the same media over and over again, it's like he had to have been like deep in that hyper fixation. <laughs> like, I that like phrase. that theory. That makes wait, a lot of sense. Waiting to get to the Sopranos phase. Oh, that'd be <laughs> wild. Carmella, close the door. <laughs> he's, he's, hey, he's already like have our JoJo from New Jersey, so he just gotta like <laughs> he's gonna kick in when they go back. Yeah, there, there's a. When we see I the know, word Gabagool, Jim. When we see the word Gabagool, <laughs> we'll know. Uh, I, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but there is this uh, fantastic series called Manben, um, and I think it's uh, Nowski Urasawa, um, the guy who did uh, like Monster. And yeah, Naoki. So thank you. Um, he interviews. He pick, like picks one mangaka. Uh, it's like a like a reality show, like a, a documentary show. Okay. Um, he picks like one mangaka each episode and does like kind of a deep dive into their process. And unfortunately, there's not one on Araki, but there's like no potentially no mangaka I'd like to see more than yeah. than his. Uh, especially They're... what you're talking about about like p- planning and writing. Like I'm. I'm so curious as to if he i feel like he probably went to hawaii for oh, prep for this like a, to, yeah. because it seems like he's picked a lot of like real locations to use as inspiration Always yeah i, def- so I, I wonder definitely if that was part of his hiatus too i definitely brought that up either it'd be, it'd be cool if he visited hawaii on his trip but i feel like iraqi's probably been to hawaii before because uh, he's mm-hmm. he's definitely like Ill- I can't remember where exactly, but he's definitely illustrated or referenced or drawn something to do with Hawaii in the past. And like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Iraqi, yeah, if if you if he went to Hawaii like you know ten years ago or something, and he just wasn't able to draw it yet because he was in the middle of you know part seven or eight. But um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he went to Hawaii. Like, it certainly all signs point to it in the case that he's like very. I, I couldn't see Iraqi to be the type of guy to just be looking at like images of Oahu on Google and then drawing those images. <laughs> Like he yeah. definitely seems more like the artist that would want to go get his own reference material. He's he's written in his book before that he says that, you know, there's certain things you can't get online where, you know, where if you go to visit someplace to like literally the, the way the air feels and the smells in the air can like really can change what you draw based on when you're depicting that location. And so far, every time he's visited, he's just to get like on-site um, location research. It's definitely turned out great. He did it with a part five. He did it with part seven. And both of those settings were such a strong part and mm-hmm. with, within those stories so i i feel like with part three as well because there were like parts in like part three i felt where it just, he had like a really weird personal experience in like a certain country and he just like yeah. had to talk about it yeah just like the toilets and stuff like yeah there, like just culture <laughs> definitely shock. yeah the, there's like a ton of those moments and i think he oh no i'm mixing him up with someone else um i think he may have gone to egypt right i think he did do i think he went to cairo wouldn't be surprised probably yeah i wouldn't um, be surprised i feel like i remember reading like a this, oh, this is how the Iraqi, yeah. this is how the Iraqi rumors <laughs> begin. I, I just half remember something and I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I. Uh, he oh, had a lot to say about was, India. Uh, remember, he had like a lot. I feel like he had a lot to say about his like, adventures in India. Yeah, they spent a lot of time in, in like <laughs> India and like the Middle East. Um, 
in in part three once we're doing our, our reread through did, did you guys see that poll where it showed the screen time of every character in jojo yes oh my god <laughs> Dude, that I was saw, so I funny i saw polnareff at number three and i got pissed off or something. <laughs> like i saw he was so high up and i was just thinking back to when i was watching part three for the first time being like i hate polnareff <laughs> oh, that's crazy but of course after you know learning more about jojo i'm like okay polnareff not bad but i remember like when i was first getting into jojo <laughs> like obviously this was like 2015 or 14 like we didn't even have the prospect of making videos and i was just watching it like a normal you know fan and i was watching part three and i was like i want to see more jotro especially during like the judgment arc i'm like i hate this <laughs> i'm trying to find uh i'm trying to find that but it was really funny because i remember speaking in part three one of the top like percentage uh time of stands was tenor sax just yeah because <laughs> They technically spend oh, all the time. It was number in, two. It was number two behind illusion. Stone Free. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and it's hilarious because it was like the exact opposite. Like Kenny G had like literally like the smallest percentage, but mm-hmm. Tenor Sachs had one of the highest it was funny. Like, stand percentages. So I think funny. Josuke was number one, wasn't he? Uh, I forget. In uh, characters? But I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I think he has to be. <laughs> oh, my God. But. really yeah it's i I love that kind of that's something that like you see in like real diehard fandoms of like mm-hmm. guy that looks for like every time the word spaghetti is said and makes a super cut of every time <laughs> spaghetti is said like that that shit is hilarious i love that i love that somebody with a stopwatch is sitting there like <laughs> how do you even calculate that like know, maybe an ai have did a... it <laughs> oh that's unfortunately that's probably <laughs> uploaded pictures just, like, of all the characters I like the uh, the imagine that he invited like all his friends over and assigned a character for each other. Like, okay, every time that like <laughs> uh, Jotaro is on screen, you you have to do it. anytime Joseph, blah blah blah. Funny. You have to count every punch. Who throws the most punches? Oh, you there we e- go. You have to slow like slow motion the the barrages so you can see every fist that makes contact. That'd definitely be Jolene because <laughs> she's got the one thousand. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Could... Yeah. Yeah, but. Oh, do you do you count the her throwing the ball, of course the you count multiple times as a punch per, as a punch though? No, you probably, you yeah, wouldn't. I would. I, I would say so. I would. I would it's I'd it's a punch with a baseball. I like the idea that you can punch with things that aren't just fists. I think that should be. Like, Is that a punch uh, then? Technically, like Cyclops when he hits you with his visor, like from the X Men, that's a punch because it's from the punch dimension. Mm. <laughs> just a fucking. That makes sense. Sure. <laughs> All right. So, um, but yeah, I, that, that's really, uh, I think that's, it's really interesting to kind of like take a step back and uh, really look at like the lives of these artists. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of Mon Ben again, I just want to shout that out. Uh, the um, creator of the Pun Pun, the Goodnight Pun Pun manga, Asano, there's an episode where um, he's highlighted and that one is like fantastic. Oh. I, I just love seeing like how manga could create yeah when you were speaking of that i was going to mention something but it slipped my mind um have you ever seen it's available on youtube but i think you can also somewhere on the internet find the full download of it i believe it was in like 2016 where um shonen jump or some sort of magazine they would release these home dvds of certain manga artists and their their process and it would like you know you it would arrive in your mail it in the mail it'd be like a dvd that gets sent out and Araki had one and it was when he was writing the like uh dawn at the higashikata estate sort of time period i think it was around like chapter 58 have you ever seen that one Mm -hmm. 
is that's not when he does the uh the big painting not the no, painting, no, no, no 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 um, this is a different one. This is a different one. one. It's when he's drawing chapter 58 and it literally, it, you see him, you see his studio where he's drawing and he pulls out like, he turns behind him and he pulls out this, uh, this binder, this like manila envelope. And he has like all of his uh, script, he, like the script for the story is like written out. It shows like how he plans it. He has sketches mm -hmm. for like Kato and Mamazuku. And he like taught, it's like an hour long and he talks in depth about like how he plans out the plot and everything. And then you even like get a tour of the studio and he shows you like all the, all the tools he uses and like the pens and erasers and such. Ooh, I gotta find yeah, it. Yeah, I'll have to find it for you, man. I can't believe I haven't seen that. Something. Yeah, we, I feel like I've seen like um... clips of it, but. When we what were, were like, talking about One Piece, there's like a little like little like uh, Q and A they have at the end. In the one volume, he talks about his storyboarding process, and it was actually pretty interesting to show like you know a basic understanding of how he storyboards One Piece, which is always yeah. I, I, I love this. Like, I remember seeing things. yeah, like I don't. So I'm reading One Piece like the Viz version of it. So yeah. I don't know. I get, I'm assuming those are like collected volume editions. Um, and a lot of the time at the end of the chapter, they'll have like one like key page that was like the storyboard version or just like the first sketch version. And I think it's so cool, especially one piece is like so dense, like every page is so dense with like character and action. And it's really cool to see what like Oda highlights, like what his f main focus on each panel is, because they're always very simple. But you also get the um, what's it called the Hunter Hunter where he, where he shows you his his layout his like room where he does manga in the in the manga itself and it's his like trash a pig's eye. Trash pit. You also how this how yeah, this Tagashi, yeah. Tagashi lives in a bit of a trash pit. It's fine though. He he literally put himself his like work area in like a like a, like a chapter and it's like the, the most disgusting thing. Is that the one oh, where he's like him. sitting playing Dragon Quest? That's, yes. the, that's the only <laughs> image I can recall where he's like actually just like in this Asmongold layer. <laughs> oh my god, it, that is like the perfect like equivalent to yeah. that. <laughs> but uh it's very uh funny. There recently there was like a um oh what's her name? The woman that does uh Sailor Moon, Nao Naoko Takeuchi. Uh, who's married to Togashi. There was a lot of uh, like little author note things that were go going around about their relationship because Togashi is like this kind of slobbish, like <laughs> very like uh, type B personality. Uh, and his wife who, who wrote Sailor Moon is like so controlling and like <laughs> forces him to like do shit. One of them was really funny. It was basically like- She forces she... me to shower. They <laughs> like literally like- <laughs> She she basically said like if you don't propose to me in like a month I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> like, Fine. She's, like, that kind of person. You have an uh, ultimatum. <laughs> and it's very funny too because her uh, people always share like the art that we have like the, the 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 official photos that go out for the artists of Togashi, but hers are like so awesome. She's doing these like really cool poses on the stairs and stuff. I need yeah. to try and find it. Isn't there a recent thing where like. I'm not sure if that's real or not, where like manga authors are gonna have to show their faces or something. I saw a, I saw a post about this. I didn't. This was on this like was on Twitter though, so it's probably not true. It, ex exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was immediately my thought. I was like, but the, the number one responded just like manga. All manga got to show their faces. Like Iraqi just like doing all the poses and like doesn't take a bad picture at all. Yeah, it is. It is very funny how. Uh, 
<laughs> Araki. Everyone loves. Everyone thinks Araki's this handsome vampire man. Araki shows up. He shows up when he needs to, man. I he love. Does... I love all his his uh, author comment photos. Some of them are really Yo, funny. He's too. So good. I said he, the donut he's... one is great. I love the donut one. He's read how many like fashion magazines, so he knows how to take a good picture. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, but do you remember that during the uh the wait period for Jojo Lands there was like there was like a a short thing in between of like his his like work area and you could see some of his like pages that he was drawing and everything people were trying to like part nine protagonist <laughs> leaked yeah <laughs> exactly that. like the whole like oh my god does this does this mean this it was when he was showing off that uh drawing of Jolene I think yeah it's so funny. It's, we had we had no we had barely anything to go off of anything mm-hmm. in that wait period. <laughs> Where well, everybody would just at least so much... I'm still really thankful that when Jojolian ended, it ended with him being like, "I'll see you guys in part nine. It's like, thank God. Like, imagine if that two year <laughs> break was just like we didn't know. I'd be like, like really, yeah. really like nerve wracking. The whole like last two chapters of Jojolian, like most of it was just like, this is what you need to know to get ready for for part nine. Not even he, just, he fucking he just lied. He's like, yeah, Holly had one daughter, and then like in part nine, he's like, psych. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, or or, or, uh, or Joseph had had one. Yeah, he said Joseph had one daughter. It was Holly, and then we're like, oh, okay. And then in part nine, he's like, Joseph had two daughters, Holly and Dorber Ann. See, the, you need to have have the black light to show the secret line <laughs> yeah. in the secret boxes. <laughs> it's like that would. I think he even said that like the epilogue was to lead into part nine. It's like why not like why not even just draw another box if you know you're going to be introducing Barbara Barbara Ann next part. Like mm-hmm. at least give the fans something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think like my like with the predictions I like, remember, which is like oh it's going to be one of Joseph's siblings' kids or something like that because they have that on the uh, yeah. On the I could have been any number of things. I'm really glad the way it went though. I really think it's awesome that. Uh, Jodio, it's like taking place in the year 2023, and like so, Jodio is like the, the youngest Jojo we've had in a long time since like Jorno, and mm-hmm. he he like definitely resonates like that straight Zoomer energy. Like it's <laughs> it's really impressive that Iraqi's actually been able to pull that off because like you know the older people get, they usually like more out of touch they get. But I don't know if Rocky is like been studying his children or something and he's just like that? observing them because <laughs> he's, he's like the way he's depicting jodeo is like or at least all the younger characters and the interactions they have just like the the dialogue from i don't know if you guys have noticed this but the jojo lands dialogue has improved so much since like early and even mid jojo lian like mm-hmm. it just feels oh, yeah. so much more natural the way the characters talk to each other like goofing around and joking and just i don't know if it's to do with like i have been reading a different translation team um i know people sort of like um, I don't know. Sometimes people complain about the the one group that did uh, most of um, JoJo Lin, but just the dialogue so far in the JoJo Lens has been uh, really fun. Oh yeah, we talked about that like a lot about like the leak the leak translation team and everything. And oh yeah, there was like a third kind of uh, team that was like leaking it each month. Yeah, I feel bad. They... I've been reading the one like I the one group I've been reading their their translations for like seven years, and I can't remember their name kind of ignorant uh, yeah them I, i've yeah. been reading them for the jojo lands or for the jojo lands and jojo Land, but i always like to cross reference like we need more yankees and yeah and dog parks as well and this is just my personal opinion but when i read the we need more yankees ones like it, it seems like i don't know if their translations are better or worse but i think their translations read a little bit more natural like although it could be you know a less accurate translation i don't know but um I'd still read both of them. When I compare them, I think that We Need More Yankees one seems a little bit more, like, natural. 
they actually did, I think, all of the uh, Crazy uh, Crazy Dimes Demonic Heartbreak. Which I have not read yet. You should. Yeah, I know. It's, I need to finish over. that. I kind of like don't care about Whole Horse, though. So like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Whole Horse. I mean, I also kind of like it. dropped it. I, I liked it a lot. It was it was fun for uh for what I I'd read. It's sure it's uh, thirteen chapters, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll I'll, I I'll check so. it out. It's so, finished now, yeah. correct? Yeah, it's done now. Okay, yeah, I I think I just didn't want to follow it monthly because I knew I wouldn't like care enough to read it when it like came out immediately. But now that's <laughs> over, I could probably read that in a few hours. It's a fun little mini adventure. Good art, like the art does look really cool. The guy he uh, did a good job of, of like doing kind of capturing the style, but also doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember it looking pretty cool. I want to jump back to the translation team's discussion. Yeah, for a minute, I feel cause... bad. I kind of felt like I was throwing shade, but like that was just my opinion. Like when I'm when I read the translations, like I still read the um like the OG group. I still use those in videos because I kind of just like trust them, just kind of like you know brand loyalty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because I've been reading <laughs> those for so long, so I definitely ultimately end with theirs. But it is nice seeing more like uh, diversity with the translation groups to where people can find the version that they like the most and is. Uh, I don't know, more pleasant to read. It makes yeah. it a, a lot more fun way to reread it, reread a chapter as well. So Yeah. I, remember, I, I noticed uh, the one especially... group inserts more like like swear words as well, I noticed. The, <laughs> yeah, the that, was, uh, th- that was one thing that I kind of... So I, I find it really interesting that this is a thing because for the longest time, uh, at least for, for Jojo, Jojo Lane, it was Hiwamata Noboru doing the uh, translations. And then we had, I believe it was Dog Park was like the first person to come in late in the party uh, too. We need more Yankees. Yeah. And it's very interesting to me because there was kind of like a little bit of a scandal that happened. Like when that started, like I remember um, there was a lot of like sort of negative feelings around like, Oh, like there's like a new person doing it. And there were a lot of people who were reacting like really positively to the new person. And it's, it's funny to me just because I remember back in like the older days of like, watching anime on the internet before Crunchyroll was like really a thing <laughs> you would have uh multiple like s- translation groups like literally fighting each other to get like the first translation out like mm-hmm. to get the first fan translation of like whatever I mean Kill a Kill comes a little later but like to have Kill a Kill episode four this group has it out first and like that's where you had this kind of almost like arms race of <laughs> we need to make the opening when when the anime OP plays, we need to make the subtitles like crazier and they have to react to all the things. And it's just I think it's interesting that like Jojo for the longest time had just one really consistent group that was just doing it. And then when an, a new new translators came in, it kind of like uh, caused a bit of a kerfuffle. Everything seems fine now. It doesn't seem like there's any it's, bad blood, except with the there there is that like I can't even remember the name of them, but the one group that is like leaking translation like leaking english translated versions before the japanese version even comes out yeah that was like the newest scandal that was like the the yeah it seems like that's happening almost every month where people are like you know beware jojo lynn spoilers are out yeah there was like one month where like it didn't happen which was nice (laughs) i wasn't sure if it was like it didn't happen or if people were just kind of like I don't know. I want to. I want to um, imagine that people are being courteous, but yeah, at the same time, like I know, I know what JoJo fans are. Like, I think like last month we talked about it, where like it it leaked out and no one cared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like kinda, no one talked I, about it early. Like there was no like leak. Like people on Twitter or like any so, like really just talking about it. Hmm. 
but yeah, just it's something that I find like really fascinating, and I always am like mad that I can't read Japanese. Like, yeah, <laughs> to me that's something that because like I'm I'm really passionate about like fan translation because I think it's like some of the my favorite series I've ever read have been fan translated. Necessary, man. Viz ain't doing this shit. Someone's got to. <laughs> yeah. I think and, Hiwamata Noburu actually did Innocent and Innocent Rouge, and that I found out about them through them. And that I is found... getting an official. Is it really? It's called Innocent. I saw something about this online where Dark Horse is adapting. It was a series called Innocence, I think, and they were like, if that does well, then they would also they're, they're also expressing interest in the Climber, which is like a a like oh, S tier yeah. series, and I would yeah. love to have that printed in English. This could be a different series. I just saw something today about a series called Innocence being a. Uh, yeah, that's it. I looked published it up. by Dark Horse, but um, apparently, if that sells well, then they'll you know s- express more interest in the climber. So I don't know anything about Innocence, but if it means that we'll get the climber, I will be buying that shit. <laughs> Innocent is a fantastic. It's funny because it's like a historic, kind of like a historical manga about like an executioner in France, like during the the Reign of Terror. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, like, uh, I think the artist, uh, manga's name is Sakamoto. Um, just incredible. Like the, the, I saw like one cover. It looked sort of like a, like amazing. a, like a vampire series almost look cool, I guess. Yeah. That's the current series that he's working on. Mm. It's like a kind of retelling of like Dracula. Um, but it's like a lot weirder. Uh, but his art's amazing. He, I don't think it was an episode of Mon Ben, but there was an, an uh, there's another amazing, channel on youtube uh i think i can find it really quick who do these incredible um like deep dive kind of not even deep dives but they do these interviews with uh japanese creators and like games and stuff and uh they did one with him and they kind of highlight his uh how he he produces manga so mm-hmm. before I, I'm, I could just talk about this forever but i'll keep it brief <laughs> so basically it's like a historical manga so there's a lot of like uh historical like french nobility clothing so his team and it's so cool too because you don't really see like mangas mangaka's teams very often it's always like oh no like Araki draws everything but they have so many assistants so he, yeah Rocky usually has like, like one or two guys in the room with him yeah so for for this example for uh i think his name is shinichi sakamoto he has one woman on his team that is literally just the costume designer and she <laughs> Like has awesome. like an entire wardrobe of like these <laughs> crazy like French uh, nobility costumes that she'll like uh, model and then like draw on the page, and then he has someone that does like all of like the historical backgrounds, and it's just it was like fantastic uh, to get it's... such like a deep dive. I think it's, the channel's called like Archangel or something. I need to find it. I was saying similar like uh, I think it's Kishimoto. Does a Naruto like yeah. for, for now? He has somebody that always does like just the backgrounds for him. Like, like uh, it, just, it just it gets more and more common. I guess for like big, big, you know, big manga that like it helps them maybe helps the creator out more. But it's kind of well, cr- it's been it's been a thing forever. The problem is that the assistants rarely ever get any yeah uh, credit. It's just like that's the problem. <laughs> it's it's rare that. Uh, I guess they they get so much credit. One of the most famous ones, or I guess infamous, is Oda was an assistant for um, I forget the artist's name or the 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 pedophile's name, the Roroni Kenshin <laughs> um, mangaka. Uh, Oda, Oda was his assistant for a long time, and that's kind of how Oda got his shot to do Romance Dawn, which became One Piece. 
I think that's how a lot of manga artists start. They start as editors or assistants, and then they, you know, mm-hmm. eventually get their own series. And Sam, what you mentioned about like the background, um, yeah. artist. I know uh, Makoto uh, Yukimura, the author of Vinland Saga. He has like a completely separate artist for backgrounds compared to characters. Hmm. I believe really I might be I might be spreading misinformation. I can believe I that with like <laughs> at least some backgrounds, but yeah, he has like he has like a team. It's... I fucking love manga. Manga's great. <laughs> Epic. I I feel like that's one of my biggest uh like failures, like flaws as a person is when I'm I'm not in a mood to like really engage with art. Like I'll go through like periods where I really want to watch movies. Like I really want to mm-hmm. like sit down and read manga. And I always feel bad when I'm not in that because uh it's it can be so enriching to find like a series like Innocent, which uh-huh. is not I mean, Innocence like I guess it's getting an English adaptation now, official, but um, it's this like tremendous work that was confined to Japanese for so long. Like entire audiences were just unaware of it, and that's how I feel about so much manga. Like there's so much manga I'd love to consume that I know is just not ever going to get translated, and it's sad. Well, yeah. hopefully, eventually. I mean, like like I was just mentioning, how, like The Climber is like an incredible series that hasn't been translated to english for god knows what reason no like publishing company has like picked it up maybe there's more to it but i mean yeah i guess it's just something to look forward to there but there's but there's plenty of hidden gems you can walk into a barnes and noble and find i mean but like yeah that's true of course more new stuff is getting like imagine you know two years from now when steel ball run is going to be popping up in american store shelves like you know people are going to have that experience where it's like where has this series been all my life and it's like this shit came out in 2004 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> last time i i read the barnes and noble and like i'm gonna i'm gonna send this in the uh the group chat but this is like they have like little you know, descriptions of like oh i recommend this or if you want this this is a, a brief description and 90 percent of them were squid game like if you like squid game you'll love this month <laughs> if you like squid game check if out, like squid game, check out rampa like so <laughs> many check out it's really rampa. funny this is, it's really funny because i understand like why they got to that conclusion but i disagree with the, <laughs> the i disagree with any that. kind of killing game manga had that exact description mm-hmm. bio for them in the manga section that's so funny but i, I was mentioned a lot where like manga is like also like when you get the english translation officially they're so slow like they'll be like two volumes in in like a like double digit volume manga that's in japan yeah. or you think it's one of my for favorite- like a release it's like because they they can't just like fill the shelves with like every copy of like mm-hmm. every every volume of JoJo from two thousand four to now. Because I feel like I think like records of Ragnarok manga is only on like four or five volumes right now. Like they're only like round like four, I think maybe uh-huh. they started five. Yeah. And that's really slow. Speaking, oh, do... go ahead. Yeah, you can finish them. I was like, they do the opposite where like they started, you know, officially releasing one of my favorite mangas right now, Ranger Rejects, and call it Go Go Loser Rangers, like idiots. Oh <laughs> my god, so dude. mad. Dude, speaking of bad names, Yomi no Sugai, the new series by uh, Arakawa, um, creator of Fullmetal Alchemist. Like this, the series, like okay, so it's called Yomi no Sugai, and the English translation is Demons of the Shadow Realm, and it's like it's like a <laughs> loose, Yu-Gi-Oh. it's like a use, like a a loose translation of the title. But like, mm-hmm. dude, if I 
didn't know anything about Arakawa and I saw a series called Demons of the Shadow Realm. <laughs> I was just like, I'd look at it for two seconds and be like, okay. But I even, I felt, I, I was kind of pissed about that, man. This was like such a cool new monthly series that has like such unique power system and such fun characters. It's sort of like this reverse isekai type story. And like the English release, it's being published by Square Enix Manga and it's like hmm. the most like bare bones release oh. ever. I mean, I guess I'm kind of used to like these fancy hardcover releases with like Jojo and Vinland and you know the berserk deluxe edition and all these series getting these like you know mm -hmm. really awesome english releases so a little disappointed by that english release but yeah i thought the name was just, the name translation was just so silly for that one it, but it, like a bad name can really affect it like oh totally ranger Reject getting anime like oh do you want to watch go go loser ranges <laughs> i'm like don't call it that exactly no. um it's just like you're being a, like a really bad ripoff and it's not it's actually a really fun like <laughs> kind of like the boys but it's like not at all What's it called? I, I'll it's called Ranger it. Rejects. Ranger Rejects. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. Actually, that's like everybody. Like the first chapter or so is pretty. It's that's the one where it's like it's one a foot, of the... it's, a, it's a foot soldier, AK, or like a putty patrol member. Essentially, he's going like undercover to try to take out the Rangers, but he's just like so out of his league that it's like so. He's such an entertaining protagonist. Oh, it's even just the thing. Like the... really cool. It's like a common writer. Um... Yes. Yes. It's... They, don't they do a thing where like the rangers are like actually awful people? Is it like one of those kind of things? Like a lot of them, yes. Maybe not all of them. Maybe some are you know how they appear to see. But you, you got to read like the, the boys. Mm. I guess that is. It's, like, it's not, theory. but it's not like only <laughs> only the red. It's a is deconstruction really, like... of the genre. <laughs> oh my god! Don't get me fucking started. I, use that term, but like no, the I love the main character D. He is like literally one of the most entertaining protagonists. If a guy is saying, "I am just going to wing this bullshit." Okay, but before we get off topic, speaking of uh, manga releasing, I just want to ask you guys if you saw that Viz Media had pushed the release date of the Jojonium volumes. I don't even know if they're still called Jojoniums, but like the Jojo hardcovers. Oh. I, okay, I used to collect no, them, and once, once they changed the art style of, like, the hardcover... That yeah, got, the, like, the, hard, the new design for the hardcovers is straight ass. It's really bad. <laughs> I, do, like, I, I love the new, like, the new updated art style drawings of past characters, and yeah. it, it looked good, and then I, they just... I think that was because in Japan, there was the Jojonium release, which was parts one through three, and um, for some reason in Japan, they never re-released the parts, you know, five through eight or whatever, or mm. four through eight. Um, so those Jojonium design covers were specifically for japan and they just like carried over that artwork but yeah that is like really disappointing that not disappointing but it's just like i wish it was all consistent how part one through yeah. three have this unique style um and then parts four and five and six are going to be six is going to be released soon is like this this uh i don't know whatever graphic designer they have over at um viz media headquarters graphic oh, design really? is my passion but like yeah i do not like the way those hardcovers look it like They'll reduce the artwork to like a little square in like the bottom third of the the cover, and then it'll have like this big fancy uh, decorative font that says like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and it's like, like and the the spines are just like cluttered with like maximalist like logos where it's the diamonds or the the ladybugs for part five, and it's like the when I saw the first volume, it's like okay, like it looks it looks nice, but like now after marinating on it for like a few years and actually seeing them on my shelf, I'm like I don't know, man. It's like it's it not doesn't sync up like it doesn't look good no. like don't have that like you know how like the 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 jojoin covers like all connect and everything like that just yeah, imagine like halfway through it just became like character portraits of like yeah. random stuff that it stopped like going yeah i i think that's awesome when the series do like cool stuff with the spine have you guys seen the new uh parasite re-release that's like fully in color 
No, I didn't know. I, I had they did no idea. So Parasite is getting a re-release where they're doing the full. I, I don't. I think it's the Shueisha color. I don't. I don't know if it's by the actual manga artist, but like the spine is the spine perfectly eight volumes, eight letters spells out Parasite, and I think they're on like volume four or five now, and it just looks so good, man. Once that's fully finished, hmm. that's so cool. I've always wanted to read that original because uh, the original manga because I think it's from the eighties, right? Oh yeah. It's like a. Old art style. It's really funny. I I feel like I'm I'm remember. sure it's happened before, but it's just funny to see like an anime kind of like successfully modernize. Yeah, Parasite a is style. A, it's like a classic manga, and I, I'd say even the anime is like sort of a classic anime now. Yeah, I remember watching uh, Parasite: The Maxim, where I think it was called. Yep. Yeah, and, and there was also like a live action movie. I think of it. I bet That's it goes who? hard. Probably. <laughs> um, okay, but I, I keep messing this up, Jim. What I'm trying to say, though, is that so with the Fizz Media JoJo release, for the uh, hardcovers, they were releasing like super slow. It was either like bi monthly or something, but now for Stone Ocean, they're releasing monthly. They're maybe not monthly, they're releasing quicker oh, okay. than they did before. So, like, once, once Stone Ocean starts coming out, we should be on to Steel Ball Run within like 18 months. So within like 16 to 18 months, like you could expect Steel Ball Run to get its physical release. So I think that's the reason why they're speeding up the Stone Ocean release is to like finally give people the opportunity to have the official translation for Steel Ball Run because they've been sitting on the JoJo license for like five years now and have just not gotten like they're just getting around to part six. I think part six is just becoming available on like their their app and website. So it's like. God, I wish they just did all of it available online. Like even even <laughs> if Steel Ball Run doesn't release for another, you know, two or three years in physical, just put that shit online, man. Like, like what do you have to lose, really? Like, I'm sure that people who are buying the hardcovers, especially like you're spending the time to make a nice hardcover release, that is like totally for collectors. Collectors will put the money out for that. If you really want to like maximize. I, I always think back to like the whole Steam thing. Like Gabe Newell famously said, like piracy is a like logistical issue. It's like an access issue. It's not like a money issue. Like mm -hmm. if if they put it by, even if they put all of that JoJo behind a paywall, like you you search like read JoJo online, it's going to be the first thing that shows up. People are just going to naturally go to that. I don't know. To me, it's like a no brainer that you just want to like maximize the amount of readers rather than of course like like tease out these. Uh, volume releases yeah i'm and sure they have like a whole like system that it has to go through and they have like a, they probably have a whole schedule for the next five years so it's just you know just takes a while to get to it as you're yeah, saying that people listen love hardcover yeah listen Jim, to me <laughs> as you're saying people love hardcover i'm looking at like my scott pilgrim in color hardcovers those that are I have sick i like right those now. ones <laughs> look good they look good on a shelf man mm -hmm. they are good but the one cover, I think it's like the five, five and six one, uh, has like the worst illustration of Scott ever. Uh, he probably, looks I mean, like a fucking Donkey Kong. I think uh, let me try and find it. I think it's the sixth one because Scott appears on like two different covers. I, it's actually, I think it's in like the new one where they did like a. Oh, they, they did a re-release of it. I think. So they did like a re-release where they combined like books one and two in one omnibus books three and four another and five and six and a third i can't find it but it's like literally i can't think of that publication without thinking about how terrible that uh art of scott looks 
I mean, you always uh, also you do the uh, the fun collection release of like I seen a Barnes Noble where you get like oh you get the One Piece collection but it's in a treasure chest. Wait, which one is that? Is that a box I, set? Yeah, they have a box set of like One Piece volumes that just come in like a chest. Or like a, this is the this is the worst. I hate this illustration of of Scott so much. I don't know why it is a bad it gives me like picture. This is great podcast content describing images. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> if you do not uh, see it on the video feed, Jim, <laughs> it's Jim's fault. Yeah, I probably won't add it. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I fucking love manga. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any one thing I really love about manga too because now this is the, the I love manga podcast um, <laughs> is horror like mm-hmm. there is like an entire world of horror manga to like dive into and like when I tell you I've read some of like the most like stomach churning like like shit that sits with you so long that you have like days after you still get like nauseous thinking about it like oh there's some really good horror any, any recommendations? Kato. Any author that's not Junji yes. Ito, Jim? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Junji Ito, he's like the ba- Babby's first. Like, I, t- I tip my little toe into manga horror. Remember he's that, really great. I mean, man, remember, that, remember that uh, Uzumaki anime? <laughs> yeah, it's, remember it's the coming. Uzumaki anime? <laughs> it's coming. I don't think um, <laughs> One that I will... Uh, I've used it as like a, a shock image for Sam sometimes because it's so horrific. Um, there's a manga called um, Starving Anonymous. That is like sounds like a Steam game. So <laughs> that really doesn't like Steam game. Um, it is so like horrifying and like it's one of those things where it's it's kind of people compare it to like uh, published by Kodansha. Uh, what's it called? Um, Gantz. There, there's some Gantz comparisons to it, which also Gantz. I would have to say it's another great like. I want to read Gantz so bad. Oh, I, I know can't... this series. I I recognize these character designs. I cannot recommend Gantz to anyone, but Starving Anonymous, also horrible. Basically, the whole premise is that it's like aliens are invading and then there's like shitty humans that are working with the aliens. And of course, the aliens are uh, like giant praying mantises because why not? Mm-hmm. But they, uh, the, alien, the, the corrupt humans bring like human sacrifices essentially to the aliens to just get eaten. And as like the main character gets like taken in as one, like... This the most horrific things you can imagine are being done in this facility. Like they basically have this like food that the second this like liquid touches your lips, like you all you want to do is consume and like you just keep consuming until you're fat and like they fatten you up. Um, there's like horrifying human experiments. There's a girl that gets like uh transformed. They like gene modify her so she's like a weird like uh, I think they're called like tarsiers. They're like tiny little like creepy monkeys uh and it's it's just terrifying it's a creepy and gross and i, I love it it's, it's not really a genre i think i really like dive into too much like it's a i like that you know they can draw like a horror setting like i think when i read through duro hetero is like i love like the Doro art kind of like a horror body horror thing but like a light still has like a fun to funness to it yeah, that, yeah that's there's a like a, way there's like a whimsical nature yeah uh, it's a wild that. ride, but it is still horrific imagery and body horror in that. Oh, absolutely. Some of the best. That I fucking like, love. That's the one thing I love about Dodo Hidoto. It's like you have this, you have some of the most genuinely lovable and wholesome characters and funny moments and compassionate scenes surrounded in just like the most disgusting, vile mud and blood <laughs> and everything. It's just like, 
blood, it, it, guts, mushroom. Yeah, and... like it just blends so well that like you know everyone is such a nice person pretty much with it. Like there's no bad guy in Dora Hidoro. There's not a single character. It's maybe like Kai. The one... It's like evil. The bad guy faction you spend a lot of time with and you lo end up, like, loving that, which is, like, the yeah, craziest like the, thing. Yeah, like, the N family, like, even from the anime, like, for the time you spend with the N family, it's, like, you know, you like them more than the Hungry Bug crew. And it's just, like, every single character that from the cross-eyes to the Hungry Bug to... The giant cockroach is a lovable character. David Johnson, love. yeah. And even when you get introduced <laughs> to um, the pie group, like, even, like, the pie people, like, everyone is just, like, amazing. It's great. I need to finish it. It's so I good. I only read the first few volumes. And Very I was good. like, it's good, but it just didn't really quite like... The first few volumes definitely like kind of the same way. I feel like the anime sort of... The anime was great, I thought, but I feel like it didn't like really capture people because you're you're yeah. being like... So much is being thrown at you and it is like pretty... It's a pretty complicated world to understand because the when you're thrown into it, it does explain things, but it's just kind of like... It just wants you to go with the flow. Like it's not going to lay everything out like to make it so obvious. Um, but once you really get into like the thick of the mystery, I'd say around like volumes 13, 14, you just take a shift. You don't stop reading until you finish. <laughs> yeah. Like once you hit like 14, there's um, like a big shift at a point where, you know, it shifts and it kind of goes crazy yeah. from there. I, I don't know. I just love how like it will, it will shift from character to character. Like there is no protagonist. Like the story is the mystery of Kaiman, but like Kaiman's not even in the story for like a solid, yeah. like eight volumes. Like he's just gone. And yeah, you're following crazy. like the cross eyes and the end family. And like literally like right when season, season one ends, when they cliffhanger, when they introduce you to the, to the cross eyes game, like that, those are your protagonists for the next like five volumes. And it's just like, I think that's, I think that's a, re a reason why they're not like adapting the second season because like the protagonist just goes away and it could be like, I don't know, lose it's interest. Like I mean, it, it was on Netflix and the Netflix shot of just one season and then you're done. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I feel like it's more of a MAPPA decision than a Netflix decision. Yeah. MAPPA has enough on their plate as it is. Yeah. Give me Dokuga. Animated. Um, I need it. But yeah, speaking of like super long, long shit, um, the sea, the boys, the sea is calling. The, the sea, is, sea calling is calling. For our next discussion topic, we're going to get on our boats. We're going to, um, the salt's going to be in the air. Uh, something, so something I've been reading a lot of lately has been uh, Moby Dick, the original Herman Melville hmm. novel from 1851, I think. Damn. I'm reading League of Shorter and Gentlemen, but only the chapters with Captain Ahab. <laughs> um. I was, okay, that was kind of a, a bit of doing my like Mo you guys Moby Dick you guys lead don't in. Talk about Ishmael. I mean, I do <laughs> like legitimately. So I'm. I think I'm about like a third or a quarter into Moby Dick, and I have to say, really good book. Surprisingly, very funny and good. And I'm just kind of blown away. Like in my mind, I always just kind of pictured Moby Dick as being like boring and stupid. Oh man, uh, that shit is a straight revenge story. That is my jam. I love that. It's great, and like it's really funny because sometimes, like, so the mo the the book is about like how amazing whaling is. Like, <laughs> whaling is literally the most important thing ever. The reason why we as a human species exist on multiple continents is because brave whalers were like so passionate to go to new places to look for whales to kill. Um, and th there's like whole chapters where he just talks about how great it is to murder uh. whales. Uh, and then there's also a hilarious chapter um, early on where the main character is like, you know, 
there's a lot of scientists out there that think they get whales. They don't understand whales like I do. <laughs> and then he proceeds to create like three different new categories of whales and then like list them all based on like their size. It is pseudoscience. It's, it's so brawling. fucking funny. So yeah, I just wanted to uh, talk about Moby Dick for a few minutes. So, all right, I did actually want to talk about One Piece. Uh, I've been about reading it. One Piece. <laughs> yes. I know that. Uh, I the last we talked, you were watching it. I don't know if you watched it anymore. Uh, I'm in like nearing the end of uh, Alabaster right now. I'm on like episode one ten, one oh nine, something like that. Hell yeah! So yeah, yeah, and you're watching it. Yeah, whereas I've yeah. I'm reading it. I'm at like chapter like five hundred or some shit. <laughs> now it's really good i, I really I, enjoy it i stopped my read to reread it so we could like talk about it more uh but one thing i really have been thinking a lot about with one piece and then even i just haven't gone through most of alabaster you can probably comment as well uh i think that oda is so clever at how he does like big story structure and something that like you kind of see more as you read like all of these big arcs because after like once the alabasta hits, it just kind of becomes like mm-hmm. everything is around these like large arcs. Yeah, there's like always uh so such a focus on location and like where characters are in relation to each other. Uh, it's not just like a constant fight, which is great too, because yeah. I think that's kind of like some of my biggest complaints in in stories is when it's just like, all right, now we're fighting this guy. A lot of it's like adventure and like searching for things. Mm. Uh, and then I think the coolest thing there's always a moment near the very end where there's like a little twist. There's like one thing that was like in the back of your brain that kind of just like clicks and (laughs) Oda will introduce a new character that you haven't seen in this arc yet. And then it's like, Oh my gosh, they're going to shake up everything. Like this guy is so strong. Yeah. He's going to really fight Luffy or some kind of worldwide, like information that just like opens the world up even more. One moment I really yeah. enjoyed where you were talking about how, like, um, I don't know, like, things will happen out of order and you really have to, like, it's just a very complex way of writing sometimes. It's not just, like, you know, we're focused on a fight right now. All that matters is the fight. Like, things can change so mm-hmm. so quickly. And one of the things he wrote, I guess I was watching it, but that I really, really enjoyed that, like, made me realize that, like, hmm, something like this usually might not happen in, like, an anime. This is more something that might happen in, like, a movie. Uh, is when they're going to Alabasta and like they just run into uh, uh, Bon Clay, I think his name is. Oh my god! Yes. Yes. <laughs> they just like run. Yes. Is, am I saying that right? Is that the name? Bon Clay. Bon Clay. Yeah. yeah bon they Clay. just run oh into god, Bon Clay favorite. and there's just like he doesn't he doesn't know who they are and he's just like, oh hey everyone. He's just like, oh let me touch you, steal your faces. Here's my devil fruit. I can like transform. Blah 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 blah. Did we just become best friends? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they, they, they're just like, all right, I'm out. And then later he's like, that was the straw hat, whatever. And then like for all the alabasta, it's like you have that in the back of your mind where it's like Bon Clay's also an alabasta and he has uh-huh. the entire group's identity and like every single scene, I'm staring at these wristbands, man. I'm like, I'm gonna catch it once, <laughs> once you know, once of these characters is Bon Clay. That is such a great example because like the that is such that could have been like a fight in itself. Like if Oda was like a worse writer, it would have been like, all right, Bon Clay has to fight Luffy to get Luffy's face and then Zoro to get Zoro. But no, like having it be like this comedic, like they like voluntarily like and he didn't get Sanji's because Sanji was like in, he was he wasn't there, you know, like he was cooking. Yeah, it's like such a like cool detail. That's like a really good too, like the whole Sanji thing. Like Sanji later on in the end of the arc, I'm sure that Sanji becomes kind of relevant. His, his cool moment, yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's just I I find it like really inspiring from like a writing standpoint. I don't often like I'm more inspired by art personally. Uh, like I'll read a manga and I'll be like, oh, I really want to like draw. Like I really like characters like this. But reading One Piece, I'm really impressed at how Oda is able to juggle like so many characters and like really complex situations and uh he just does it like effortlessly it's like you feel like you're flying through the arc sometimes like it's it's just really cool and it makes uh reading the huge arcs like so exciting i've been like rereading it along like with you for the most part like starting to and like even the little nuggets he, he foreshadows so early i'm like dude I've, yeah. I've, I've hit some stinkers in the anime though I can't imagine <laughs> going through the anime is like I I wouldn't. <laughs> I was surprised to learn. So Sam uh, sent me this one video of a guy who goes through like literally every change in the four kids dub, and it's it's funny that they made so many changes. But I had no idea they made so many like filler arcs early on in they the cut, anime. They like, just cut two arcs. Which yeah, ones? well, the, well, the four kids four kids cuts a few arcs. Yeah, what did they cut? Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, was the... it Little Garden? They little, cut all of Little Garden. Thank God. And the, uh, uh, no, the I love Little Garden. <laughs> and the whale. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the Laboon stuff. Oh, that's crazy. like the first thing you do at the Grand Line, though. It's, <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, like that they made those Dude, decisions. What's, but even, what's like, the one arc before Little Garden where Luffy and uh, Zoro fight? Uh, Whiskey Peak? Whiskey Dude, Peak. It's called? Whiskey Peak was kind of ass. Oh, I like. Luffy. Well, okay. That's the thing too is like <laughs> when I say kind of ass, though. I mean on a tier list, it'd be like top of. B. I like whiskey peak. It's just for Zoro to go ham to yeah. show off Zoro. Well, also, I I wonder how different the anime is because like I think once they hit the Grand Line, they add like two or three filler arcs before Alabasta, which like blew my mind because in in my brain, like I've only obviously read the manga, mm-hmm. so. Everything is like very intentional. Yeah, they or, the the order of events is very like strong in my head. They'll so turn like entire cover stories into episodes too. Like there's a two episode arc with Kobe and uh, oh, oh the the animate like the chapter like the little chapter stories. Yeah, I guess. what's what's the guy that Kobe's with? Again, guys, oh. I'm like only like I'm it, I just got to like or I'm like almost done with Albasta. So Morgan's son. I'm, I'll look through my notes that I have like I, next. Uh, yeah, time. I forget. But yeah, there's like my a whole there's like a whole characters. two episode arc with Kobe, like what he's doing at the Marines and whatnot. And I was like, as I was watching, I'm like, this is filler. What's going on? I looked it up. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> this was just like a cover story that they extended. That's really frustrating too, because the cover stories in One Piece are another thing that I think is like genius that Oda does, because it's like you see characters in those like cover stories, like sometimes literally like a hundred chapters before you get the payoff for it. And it it creates this like feeling that the world is like alive and even though we are getting like just what Luffy's doing and like Luffy's friends, there's all these things kind of around that are always in motion mm-hmm. and especially like later on, like it becomes like a, a very big like political thing where there's like several different groups kind of working against each other. His um, name was Helmeppo. 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 That's it. That's so funny. And I anime... hated that one. I, I hated those like cover stories. So I would have been furious if I had watched two it's episodes. One, you don't page, like, bro. Yeah, you don't like Kobe for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate, I hate Kobe. I hate Fuck Kobe. You. I don't like that guy. Just he's, wait till you get live like, action Kobe. He's a little bitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> do we want to do we want to perch the of course the of course we want to talk about one piece live action as a as a uh, lover of weird live action anime jim i'm so excited 
I just I I feel like I've been burned too many times. Uh, yeah, you went through Cowboy Bebop, unfortunately. I I, I so didn't. <laughs> yeah. My my big issue with this is I think it's going to be horrible. I think it's not going to be bad. I think it's going to be horrible. Oh come um, on! Be- because it's being done by the same people that did Cowboy Bebop, and just like that was horrible. But I say horrible. I should be more specific. I mean boring. Mm-hmm. Like. I want it to, if something's going to be bad, I want it to be, like, really funny bad. It, like, can't, it can't be, like, the Attack on Titan movie where they weren't even, like, Pat or, you know, the manga was even that far in there, and they were trying to just, like, do their they own They had, like, thing. season one, yeah. They had basically just had season one, and they just went crazy with it. Okay, to get an um, idea of pacing, do we know how many episodes and how long the episodes are going to be? Eight, eight episodes are, like, 45 minutes to an hour long each. Okay, I saw, in the, I saw in the trailer we're at least going to get to Bratier. Mm-hmm. Where we saw that, so like, obviously, Someone... I I don't know. Like, I feel like anyone who is like complaining about live action One Piece is like allergic to fun because it's like, I mean, <laughs> like dude, I'm all in. Like, who cares if it's bad? Like, wh- like why would you sit there and be like, oh, this looks like so bad, or like I'm, oh, I don't want to get like like I'm imitating Jim here. I don't want to get burned by this, <laughs> but it's like, like <laughs> like what's What's the worst that could happen? Like, if it's if it's straight dog ass, like, does that is that any sweat off your back? It's like, okay, it's bad, whatever. Like, if you're a fan of One Piece, like this, you have you have the manga, you'll always have the yeah. manga. You have the anime, you'll always have the anime. It's like, who cares? Like, who cares if it even changes stuff? Like, does, it's of course not going to be a one to one adaptation, and it's going to like you know go through things a bit quicker if they're going to get to Bratier in. I hope they, uh, you know, you know what we didn't see in the trailer. Maybe we did with Syrup Village. I, I hope Syrup Village is one episode, man. I think. Oh my god! I think they said where they're going up to. Where the hell are they going up to? Because that's uh, that's Usopp's story, right? Yeah, that, that's they're like. Going, yeah, so I think they definitely need. I think to. They're, they're definitely going up to Arlong Park. I think they're going like maybe the arc after that. I think Arlong Park in eight episodes. That's crazy. That's like a hundred chapters. I yeah. think they're going to Arlong. Well, so okay. To defend myself, to defend my honor on the battlefield, <laughs> I'm not like I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, they ruined my favorite well, thing. It's more, <laughs> I I'm just offended by art that I think is like really bad. Yeah. Well, let, and, let me say this too. The um the cast looks like they're having like a lot of fun with it. Like the yeah. actors playing Luffy and you know Nami and Usopp and Sanji and all them like they look like they're having a blast and they're like enjoying doing it. So it's like if they're having fun, they're good they're having fun with the roles like, you know, if it's bad it's bad, if it's if it's acceptable then whatever. It could be fun, but it's like I don't see the need to be like, you know, Really like hating on it. I'm they gonna make 14 12 hour long Cinema Sins. videos. Jim's <laughs> a Cinema Sins video. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing, too. Like, I, they, I feel like I think lately on said... YouTube, I've seen like these insane reactions to like everything. It needs to be like how the One Piece failed epically. And I'm not like one of those guys, but I, I just, I really think that like, uh, it's just going to be really boring. If it's anything yeah. like Cowboy Bebop show, it's going to be so well, boring. I know Cowboy Bebop show. Sit pe- an hour of <laughs> I like it. what you said pe- that you're like. I don't think it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be horrible. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it probably will be. But you know, like, <laughs> about Cowboy Bebop, it had the if it just did side stories in the universe of just like side adventures. I think it could have worked, but like they just try to redo some episode and then just they picked the worst part about Cowboy Bebop and made it like. <laughs> The big running, like the whole stuff with Vicious and Cowboy Bebop is, I I can easily say it's like the worst part about that series. I still send pictures of Vicious with gun to Jim a lot. Yeah, they picked a 
uh, they they really just I don't want to say they picked a bad guy, but the the decision to go with Vicious as like the main antagonist was so poor. It just feels like if this is like the the like mentality of their adaptation, then I'm like worried about them adapting other things like One Piece, where I also feel like One Piece is like kind of unadaptable in like the same way that I think Moby Dick is unadaptable because like it's just the medium is not really going to do as well. It's not going to do it justice, I guess, to say it clearly. Yeah. I, I don't, like, I don't understand why like they even do like and... live action anime. Like the, like at, at the very best, you'll get a few people that don't understand the series being like, Oh, this was fun. At the worst, you get like so much hate from like this dedicated audience. It just seems like such a risky thing. Like I, maybe I'm just mm-hmm. being like, uh, I'm in like a little bubble over here where I can't, you know, empathize with people because it's like I see live action anime and I'm like, I don't like it. I don't see the appeal here. So, I mean, I guess people are watching it if they're, you know, dumping probably millions of dollars into this eight episode. Uh, yeah, I think the most expensive thing. One think, piece then. <laughs> and I'm just like, Netflix is going to cancel this after one season anyway because it's Netflix and it's like super expensive unless it's like literally is like, it just, it just it seems like a bad idea like if there's any anime to get a live action like One Piece just seems like so unadaptable especially when you get into like I mean like how the hell could they ever do Chopper without that turning out to be like a you know <laughs> pre pre complaint Sonic you know fiasco like he would look so goddamn weird. So, oh my ca- god! You just you just put like such a horrifying image in my head. Dude, like, imagine like like he he would have to be chop if Chopper was in this, he would double the budget because like he's on screen at all times and he has to look. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they could do it in a way where he looks like cute, but I just imagine him looking like terrifying. No, it it should just be a plush the entire time. Every time he cut them, it's just a stationary plushie of Chopper. It should just be a real deer <laughs> with a blue nose painted. On. Yeah. And look, look at the episode title list. And the last like two episodes are the girl with the sawfish tattoo and worse in the east. So I think they they are going to do Arlong Park. Dude, imagine how wow, the, yeah. the, imagine the budget for that man having all the fishmen and unless it's some like you know you know really cool prosthetics like it would just I, look weird. Like Hachi, like the octopus guy. I I, I cannot imagine what he looks like. <laughs> like it's just not good that's what it's gonna look like yeah so i honestly like i don't i feel like they're making this maybe i could be wrong but like i feel like they're just doing this one thing to to be like here's an introduction to one piece if you like what you see if you like the adventure go check out the manga go check out the anime i really don't see this as being like we're gonna keep going like what are they gonna do are are they gonna get to freaking alabasta or like beyond that or skype in live action like no way man they're gonna tease vivi at the last episode (laughs) of like her with her dress so because they're like sam you said it's like it's like a pretty high budget and i remember oda even said something like this is my last chance to expose the world to one piece or something it's like i feel like they're just really focusing on the grounded arc like the first like three arcs which are more grounded in reality and they're just being like i could i it'd be really hard to see this going like like i said into uh like drum island 18 million dollars for each episode okay that was there i think that i think that was i think that was misinformation yeah there was one guy that literally (laughs) i think that was was neo misinformation (laughs) i'll double check yeah yeah there was one guy that literally just like made it up and then like another twitter account they got they got community noted uh, yeah <laughs> um oh so uh, oh, is everything i'm reading is setting 18 million 
Take, I'll just take that with a grain of salt. Um, but yeah, the one thing you were saying—that's that's like, kind of like it. That's literally almost like a hundred. Do you know how much budget, cowboy? Though. Do you know how much cowboy bebop had for a budget for each episode? Probably like two dollars. <laughs> Six or seven million per episode for for bebop. Damn, and they didn't even but come. Because filming at sea is very oh, expensive. So. Dude, no way, no way. Live action One Piece had a one hundred and forty million budget. I'm not buying that. <laughs> There's no way. I f- it does feel like Netflix just was like, all right, like it's the biggest selling thing ever. They probably see it as like an international hit too, because be their next Stranger so Things internationally. No, oh, it's not but... the next Stranger Things, Sam. What are you talking? About? <laughs> that's what they want. That's oh, that's what, what they, what they want. want. That'd be awesome if it was. Yeah. What if what if the, this is like the new what if this Maybe is people the new, love like, it? It's gonna be like Squid Game where like Oda gets no money from this <laughs> and like Imagine imagine the world where like live action One Piece gets really popular and that's all that like normies know about One Piece. So like anytime they bring up One Piece, they're, they're like very specifically only referring to like the live action show. It's like, no, but they haven't even gotten to Skype yet. That would, I need that, to... That'd be like the worst timeline for One Piece fans. <laughs> yeah. Can't great. believe they got Marshall Mathers. <laughs> yeah he would he would uh definitely take like 90 percent of the budget and they went like i don't know some pe- some of the characters look really good though i think like usopp looks great and buggy looks usopp great. does look really good buggy i thought looks great i'm not gonna buggy, lie buggy like, does look cool he looks creepy the trailer the trailer had some good bits to it i think the casting has been pretty cool i thought everything in the trailer looked good even like the like the the, the gum gum uh but like i could imagine if these episodes are gonna be like 45 minutes just like Either, like Jim said, it's going to be boring for a lot of the times where we're just sailing or on the boat having small talk, or it's going to be almost like unbearably cringy to watch if you have to sit through 40 minutes of like <laughs> Netflix writers doing banter of oh. the characters, and it's just like, God. No, that sounds good. Faye Valentine that, that just flashed great. into my head. I don't know why, Jim. <laughs> uh, what did she say? Welcome to the ouch. Classic <laughs> Faye Valentine line. Because uh, that's the I think of the blackmail like, line. <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah, the uh, that one's really funny too. Uh the the issue though is like I don't know, like I I know that my attention span's been fried by like modern society. <laughs> but like when I want to experience one piece, like I want it to be like short and punchy. Like I don't want to sit down That's the for, way like, it's created, monthly or weekly minutes. Chapters. Yeah, and like and they're going to adapt it into these like long ass episodes like we're going to have to spend all this time with like just characters like doing nothing to like propel their character the story i'm just thinking like i'm just i'm seeing it's just gonna be fucking boring yeah i can imagine like a writer being like we wanted to have a a new take on the world of one piece where we really explore the characters and we spend a a lot of time on the boat doing nothing talking to them (laughs) like some shit like that like like the on the boat antics are are, i do love a lot in the manga but like i can see it like they're quick though it's maybe like you know two pages out of a chapter yeah Nami gets like really sick, I'm and they're like, "Oh of, like, shit!" Thinking of like Frankie and Brooke, and just look what they look like in like live action. <laughs> terrible. The answer is terrible. There's so many characters I'm just thinking about. Like, oh no. There's was, no way I this really... this adaptation. If this is, if if we're going by Sam and saying this is 18 million dollars per episode, there's no way this thing is making money. No. I... There's a there's kind of an interesting like theory right now with the writer strike going on about how uh it's potential or there's a pot- possibility that a lot of streaming numbers are like Skeet. being overinflated oh, yeah. like Netflix is always trying to like claim oh we had like 14 trillion people watch Squid Game 
And a Squid Game, I'll believe, just because I know that fourteen like, there's, like, trillion. They say well, that <laughs> the Netflix the like, movie Red Notice is like their most viewed movie on Netflix. I have never heard a single person talk about the movie Red Notice. On Netflix. Yeah, I mean, like, the, to, not to say that there's a lot of like normies in the world that I would never in- interact with, but there's a so one of the the reason why the whole writer strike thing was mentioned is um part of the writer strike is they want to have more royalties for streaming product projects because currently they don't get royalties for streaming because every company is not like legally required to like show their their streaming numbers so the fear would be that if they actually were forced to show their numbers we would see that like shit on netflix is getting like hardly any views and this is all kind of like a house of cards being held up by nothing uh or i mean maybe i'm this is just totally wrong and it is actually there are like 10 hundred million people watching red notice Naughty. And- there the netflix like trending in your country is absolute bullshit that's literally oh, yeah. just like like where it's like this is number one it's like no you just put that there because like all of this shit and i always think of my favorite examples movie pass like <laughs> you just had like all these like uh tech startups that were getting like tons of money from like uh, what do they call it? There's like a word for that, like blue sky funding or something where they basically just like all these huge companies are just investing like billions of dollars in these uh, things like Uber and all these streaming service, hoping that they'll make a profit. Uh, you invest in so much. And they don't one... make a profit like MoviePass. They fucking crash and burn. You're literally throwing so... money at whatever and hopefully something sticks and blows up. Yeah, like you get like a, an occasional squid game. But I, feel sorry. I don't know. I feel like no it'd money. be really interesting if uh, every streaming platform just exploded. Dude, I feel like I could write a script and send like an email to Netflix and they would give me $50 million. Like they're approving like the most <laughs> dog shit anything. It's like, like how are these people get like their uncle has to know like a corporate someone like the shit that they're giving money to is like just the most garbage art that like shouldn't even be made. And it's just like. Why are we? Why are they giving money? I'm gonna go to the, Netflix are they just right sending now. The, like I, seriously, man. Like, like I bet there's a movie up like today that's just like your ass. Trending like, now. And they have like crazy cast too. Yeah. Like Ex- Extraction Two, Netflix original. It's Chris Hemsworth as John Extraction. <laughs> John <Exactly>. Extraction. Like, <laughs> like yeah, they, it's crazy. Like the shit they because they can just afford because they have this uh, investor money. They can just like. By whoever, but yeah. I'm telling you, it's a house of cards. It's all gonna come crashing down. Damn, Suits is in the top ten. That's a good show, actually. <laughs> that just got added, I think. <laughs> and then they have like you know Netflix original like anime or like you know or like yeah, you know, there's Baki, there's Records of Ragnarok, which is not a good anime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's sad. That hurts. Dude, that you know hurts. you know what I you know what I really hate about Netflix is that like they don't have the option to like browse from like a to z which i think is so stupid or like they don't have any options like at all and i don't understand why Mm -hmm. like if i had a job at netflix my first priority would be like a a dashboard to like customize like let me let me turn on or off the skip opening or skip credits or something like that let me Mm -hmm. decide if i want that to be on or off or not and also give me like statistics Give me like how many hours I've spent watching like Breaking yeah. Bad or something. I would love that if you could go to your profile and it's like yeah. lifetime statistics, your most watched show, like what you watched this week, what you watched this month. But like, they're, like all you do is you go on there and like they don't even show you like they probably have so much in their catalog. And I feel like every yeah. time I go to Netflix, they show me the same 60 things in yeah, like a like horror action top- category. And it's like, dude, I know you guys have more movies. Can like, can you just like, can I browse? 
give me let me yeah. browse every single horror movie you have but they just they're just like nope you can only watch what we decide to show you unless you know what you're searching for if you go to the I'm search. like looking the first thing that comes up is top picks for you and like i swear the witcher has been on that for like a years now and i don't think i've watched <laughs> like a series like yeah. like or at least, like, I wish there was, like, a refresh button at the top where it's, like, cycle everything yeah. out. Give me all yeah, new stuff. Okay, there's top picks, trending, your list, and then recently add it, and then it goes into categories, I guess, of, like, related to... And each of those categories only have, like, 17 movies on them. Or shows. Yeah. yeah, it's always, like, the same shit. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a really funny... I'm, the, uh, we could talk about how terrible, like, the, the UX, the user experience is for, like all these streaming platforms. HBO had a horrible one. Oh my God. When they one switched to Max, the shit, the, my shit's like still broken. It'll like, you know, oh, really? it'll like, did you have it where you're like browsing and it will like split the show in half at the bottom of your screen? You can't even see like what, what you're like clicking <laughs> no. on. It. Oh my God, man. It's a nightmare. Max is the one. Max is, Max so is the bad. one that I have to say like worked. It like almost was seamless. My, my transfer. But, um, the, the funniest that I've heard recently that like blows my mind is I think it's like, paramount maybe it's like paramount plus or peacock you can't unregister devices so if you have like an ex-girlfriend that is on your account <laughs> you like literally cannot get them off yeah, like make a new account i bet huh. <laughs> there's still I... like there's no way to like prevent someone who has access to your thing from i just think Dude. that's hysterical speaking of streaming though when they when they switched to max like i remember just thinking that like dude like i i was so baffled by that decision like i don't know if it's just like the way i think of it like but the word hbo like holds so much meaning like when i hear hbo i think like quality like good shit and for them to like remove that like from the I'm title saying. of it it's like no wonder you guys lost money or the stock dropped when you did that like that's your selling point like call it hbo God, they had they had a thing recently about like why they chose that and like, like what is really... Max? Max is nothing. Like it, yeah. it doesn't make me think of anything. Like, Max is the yeah. brand, and like like for like HBO is like a thing. No matter you when you grew up, it was like a an elite thing of like watching like the best television you had. You sounded like you were your the fancy home box rich... office man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it's like, not television. Yeah. <laughs> it's premier television, <laughs> but. It's so bad. I hate streaming. It's I hate fine. this dystopian society we've come into where everything we watch is on the freaking streaming service and right. you know monthly subscription payments. Like, oh god, the the way they're trying to yeah. trying to lock it down no matter where you're at. Like so Netflix annoying. trying to crack down on like password sharing where that's how everybody they like, can do it. Like between me and my sister, we split like half and half with it. I canceled my Netflix like a month ago. Like what ne Good. all Netflix was to me was a Seinfeld service. The only thing I watched on there was Seinfeld for like the past year. That's the only reason I went on there. And it's like, you know what? If I want to watch Seinfeld, I can just go on Amazon and buy the DVDs for $40 instead of paying 18 bucks a month for the rest of my life until I die. Like, you know, if... Oh, I just... I, a, ne a Netflix exec just heard you say that and had a heart attack. It's just awful, man. It's like, it's the only thing I... I I'll, I'll probably have to re-sign when like, you know, maybe like a new Stranger Things season comes out or something I want to watch. Um... But yeah, man, I'm sick of Netflix's shit. I use Hulu it's, it's just really to bad. watch what we do in the shadows. <laughs> it's all I use. Yeah, like for. the only the only ones that I pay for are Criterion Collection because I'm based and and uh, uh cine, cine, cinephile pilled and Crunchyroll because I'm trash. Isn't Criterion Collection is that like a horror thing? No, it's um that one's chiller. I think Sh Criterion Shutter or Criterion Shutter. or Shutter or Shutter. Yeah. That's right. Chiller is like an old channel. Um. No, Criterion Collection is uh like old movies, mm. uh, generally older movies that uh 
get like re-releases it used to just be like um the criterion collection would like find an old movie that was never like released oftentimes foreign um and then they would repress it in like high definition like find the original like reels and everything and then they try and like do interviews uh with the people who are still alive but they've they've done a lot lately like a lot more recent film they have like basically every like czech new wave film which is the reason why i signed up for it and i fucking love the czech new wave so Mm. really cool a lot of passion behind those guys i want to get one of those streaming boxes that like illegally lets you access everything i need i need (laughs) to invest in one of those that's the that's the real way forward. That's the cyberpunk future that some uh, sort of we've been stick for. that lets you crack everything. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, it's I think uh... I, I think I got I think I pay for like uh, Hulu and like uh, what's it called Peacock is just how I watch wrestling. Yeah. Every, the the pay per views or whatever. I think like, I paid I for uh... I subscribe to Max Amazon well, Amazon Video because it comes with Amazon Prime. And oh, yeah. I, th- I honestly think I'm still paying for Crunchyroll. Uh, I probably haven't canceled that yet. So, um, there's only I three. mean, Crunchyroll is like a, it's for the podcast. We kind of need that. Cause I think Jitsu Kaisen. That's coming. a tax expense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jim, yeah. Yeah. Jitsu Kaisen coming back. We gotta, we need it for that. Oh, that is actually Season coming two, back. baby. That's, I'm really excited get that, for that. Get the Jitsu Kai quest back from the dead. Oh, hell yeah. That is going to be like, uh, a, like not a revival, but like, dude, like, I almost forget how popular JJK used to be, like when season one was coming out. Like it was, every it, I think every it, was, it was probably more popular than like Chainsaw Man was. Yeah, was we saw the movie um, in theaters and it was like packed. Like Zero? the the the, sh- the show, yeah, j- the the showing was packed. It was awesome. Yeah, and like I I, I saw the after after uh, effect of. Uh, the, demon slayer because i remember at my job my old job like people came in like decked out and like tanjiro dressed up as tanjiro and like <laughs> freaking public i was just like oh i guess the movie was recently it's like the new naruto yeah but luckily like demon slayer was something i could never really get into but yeah yeah same, yeah, same demon slayer like i think i watched the first season and i don't know if it was the setting or the characters or maybe the power system it just never grabbed me we watched up I'm to the episode old. that got people yeah, to cry. I, I could definitely <laughs> see if I was like, if I didn't watch that much anime, or if I was 17 years old, I, it, it could be like my Naruto or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just Kaisen, like, we didn't like the first half, but like the second half, like, really got us, like, grabbed us. <laughs> yeah, it took, I think it took a little bit to get there, but. When it did. Once I, <laughs> once I, I realized that it is just like, what if street fights had, like, superpowers? I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Uh yeah, JJK season two came. And then when that's you. done, we'll, get, we'll have Attack on Titan be like coming back for like that big thing, and it's just gonna Attack be... on Titan final chapter part one part three. I'm so excited! Did Wait, just... no, it's Attack on Titan the <laughs> final season part part three. I right? Think it's the, <laughs> I think it's the final season, the final chapters. <laughs> I know no, there's not the final chapters. <laughs> they're literally marketing it as the final chapter. Wait, wasn't? I'm very confused by the release date for that. So the last thing I watched, what the hell? I can't remember where it ended, man. Did you watch? Okay, the okay, okay. Spoiler: episodes. the last thing that happened was that like the rumbling started. And was there a oh, movie you're... that released like in between now and then? It's like an hour. So long it was called episode. the. So yeah, that that's what is that's what's known as Attack on Titan: The Final Chapters. That oh. was the final chapter, part one. Is that where they're like on the boat? Yes. That 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 came out. That's out. Yes, it's been that out came for like out in March. Yeah, March. February. Oh, can you just like watch it on Netflix or on Crunchyroll? It's on Crunchyroll. Yeah. 
Okay. It's like a yeah, an hour, like forty. Does that minutes, does that have like the Hanji ish. stuff in it? Yes, it does. I I did not know that was out. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's this, it's this is a Stone Ocean they, Batch yeah, three just, effect. <laughs> it's 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 crazy that they didn't just do like one big movie like. No, it, the, I the, think the, it would have been the, from that scene to the end would be have to be like a seven hour movie <laughs> or like a it, four hour it'd movie. Be awesome. I'm excited to know, be Peter. so mad at the ending because, like, I've been doing anime only just for like the podcast stuff. So I'm just like so excited. And like, the the podcast episodes we've done have just been me like predicting like how can this make everybody mad? Is like my mindset. <laughs> oh, it will. Uh, I'm so excited. If they can only a discussion for another day. If they can only have the balls to do with a live action Attack on Titan. <laughs> There's a there no, there is a live funny. action Attack on Titan. Two. There's, There's two. two. How did it end? modern day <laughs> yeah it was set in the it was set in like the modern modern day what do you think of 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 uh levi being a groomer to mikasa <laughs> interesting sounds sounds very creative what do you think about aaron almost banging a single mom yeah there's a part where yeah <laughs> this single mom comes on aaron she's like please my my baby needs a father and then she gets eaten by a titan it's really funny it's actually amazing uh i highly recommend it's, it's really bad it's, it's really stupid um but yeah it's fine it's 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 great i love it <sighs> all right well i think we'll wrap it up on that note um unless we have any any other any other uh burning topics jojo lands Oh yeah, I'm excited for it. I mean, it's good. <laughs> okay, that's I like it. I I would also I mean, remember earlier about like I had that mindset with Toru being like, oh, it's too obvious that he could be a villain. Rohan, I'm like, it's too obvious to just be Rohan, but no, it is just Rohan. It's just it is just Rohan. At least for now. I like the I like the way that all turned out. Also, just like I did too. I found it kind of refreshing yeah. actually. But, how faces will uh, meet again. I'm like. I've been burnt. I've been down this road before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like that we kind of got, especially now, right now. Um, I think chapter five was the most recent one. It feels like we got a nice chunk of like the first bit. Yeah. Like we got a nice little like resolution. We had really good character moments with Jodio. Yeah, end of prologue. It's really, yeah. It's really like I feel like the parts really kind of coming into its own, and now we're gonna, it's really fun to be there. Now for, we're on a cat uh, chase for Ground Zero. Now we actually have like our first, I guess, like villain. Like I guess villain stand fight, I guess. Even though they're a bunch of cats. You guys think the look. cat is a stand user, or someone is controlling the cats? I want it to be. I want the cat. Well, it is multiple cats, so it's probably not the cat's will. It's probably some guy controlling them. Uh, but <laughs> I, I like when it's animal stands. Animal stands are very funny, or animals with stands rather. Yeah, be fun. the The whole the whole litter of them. I don't. It's it's it, yeah it's fun we'll we'll see I feel I don't think the cat I, I really want it to be a cat's with stands I don't want it to be like a, the the cats are stands I don't want that no it could be like a rat type situation where they like all control the same stand yeah, that'd be really rad yeah I, I hope so <laughs> I will see, we'll see what it gets I, mean, I just want to I want to know the name of the cat stands or itself I'm excited to see like stray cat name. two. I want <laughs> scratch fever. I really yeah. want that. There's song. a lot of cat songs. There's a lot of a lot of potential there. Just from the musical cats. Okay, let me ask you this guy's then. What is mm. a contemporary artist you would like to see referenced at some point in the JoJo Lens? 
Oh, I feel like where's my bingo sheet? <laughs> He's got I the bingo like sheet. Hmm. Uh, contemporary artist. I I would love a Tame Impala. Tame Impala is one of my favorite bands. Okay. It'd be cool if there was like a Currents is a is a good stand name. I think Currents. Uh, it controls the flow of uh, bad luck. Yes. <laughs> Calamity. I will. I will pop if there was like a, like a new another new metal band reference. I don't really care which one. I just want to see another new metal band. Yeah. Rocky's been like pretty boomer with the musical references lately. I think we need a. I think we need like a shake up. Like the Dua Lipa name drop was great. I love that. Yeah, I mean she is like the most popular pop artist like in the world, but. <laughs> it's just yeah. Wait, wait, I, th- I, think, I think I think that was more so to like introduce the the, the time period. You know. We yeah, dropped the teeth with as. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, uh, bad blood. That'd be a good Taylor Swift stand name. I wouldn't mind a Taylor Swift reference. Like it'd be very. I mean, uh, like uh, uh, Lady Gaga was base as hell to do. Like, yeah, I think our most recent is a uh, California King bed. Still Rihanna. I think that's the most. Not recent. What's the word like? The most uh, contemporary reference. Yeah, because if you go back and that like look dance. at some of like. Jojolian was sort of like an exception, but like throughout all the parts, like the musical references are usually are contemporary. It's usually not all like classic artists, like like yeah, referencing Limp Bizkit in like two thousand and three. Yeah, like like especially the stuff in like um, part three and four. It's like you think of those as like classic. It's like actually when they were coming out, these are like not super. Yeah, had like dated. Yeah, these were, like, like, new releases. Like, you know, from Queen, the Pearl Jam, and then like five had like Green Day, and then the King Crimson, and like you know, uh, Rolling Stones stuff, like a lot of Rolling Stones. But yeah, I feel like Iraqi more so has like already solidified his music taste. So yeah, he's very into the prog. He he loves the oh, yeah. old like seventies prog, which is very basic. But of like him. Marilyn Manson and Limp Bizkit still crack me up that he actually like picked those. Yeah, he, he had a bit of like a metal phase in, in part five. <laughs> I wanted to see his Six. new metal phase and continue. Like I supposed <laughs> to see like like he didn't pick like Lincoln Park out of anything or like And Snoop. We well, you know he likes Snoop. I remember uh He, he likes Snoop a lot. He yeah, literally he designed a character uh... like inspired by Snoop. Was it Snoop or was so. it Kylie Jenner? Oh god. Have you seen that one? No, <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking I'll about. I'll have to link it. It's like a, uh, I think it's one of the Jenners, but she's wearing like a, uh, like a Russian hat, and she has it. it it's pretty much his mom Mizuku's character design. <laughs> you just combine <laughs> oh, them both. Really funny, yeah, like yeah. A Pokemon fusions. Oh my god! But, but yeah, I'm really excited for uh for more JoJo lands. It's just like post it in fruit bar. <laughs> oh oh wow. my god, that's so funny! <laughs> <laughs> I'll include this photo. If I remember. God, it looks like. It's, I, probably, I had no idea like if that's one that Jenner's or not, but yeah, could... solidifying yeah, the, the I, idea I, I that Iraqi has never had a, an original idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people find like every like fashion page or from a magazine that Iraqi probably like has or like used yeah. as reference. I love how Iraqi is like obviously one of the most prolific artists of, the, of, of our time, but like I love how Iraqi is just able to get away with it. <laughs> like, like no yep. one else would be able to do this. Like if you looked at every art and you were like, wait, every single character design is just copied from a magazine. It's like, what? Are you, they're just like tracing. But then when Iraqi does it, it's like goat raw peak. You're going to be like, you, <laughs> you look at him in the face and tell him no. Good luck with that. Yeah. 
You didn't give him the puppy dog eyes. He's just allowed to, it. though, you know? like Because it's almost like he... Obviously, he didn't start referencing, but, like, you know, it's just, like, his thing, you know? It's, like... And it's it's what you said before. It's, like, he just kind of, like, incorporates what he experiences into his art. And, like, it's really interesting. That's a very interesting way of creating art. It's, like, it's like you're seeing the world through his lens, almost. Yeah, like how Toro was designed this by the same month of the uh, Japanese Vogue thing that came out. So it's just, like, Araki just, like, saw a magazine and was like, oh, well, there's my final villain. <laughs> I, I, still, I still laugh at the cosplay wig for toru exists and is very funny <laughs> if you've seen that are you guys more of like i have seen that um it's so funny do you got are you guys more of a uh, mushroom head enjoyer or more of an afro enjoyer <laughs> i like the, the afro look i hate i think it's like the 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 solid oh, object the that looks afro. like you can just like pop up like a lego piece i love the, the solid object man like the toad head it's very it's very funny it's it's like i don't know i, I like the uh the afro like looking realistic style to it more i think he looks like scarier with like the (laughs) (laughs) it's like uncanny yeah Yeah, the globe on his head like if you put your hand on it it'd be completely smooth it's like it's like the part four transformation of like villains where like the for the opposite though where they become like small children in part four when they get (laughs) beaten he, he like, like he gets like more menacing though like the more we learn about him like his design sort of changes with the impression the reader gets of him I wanted to see like wonder if you take like, the hat off and just like appear an afro just appear at him even though we know what it looks like without the hat I would have loved it if you just like had a secret hair underneath the hat though I still I'm still pissed off that we never not a single time have we seen Josuke without his hat off in 110 chapters that they never got knocked off not once I really thought that was gonna be a thing <laughs> like, I, really I love that. that to be like a reveal although I'm trying to think if we've ever seen Johnny's hair I don't think not, not even in the flashbacks I don't think no he wears a beanie in the flashbacks I mean. They did the whole thing also. I just remember in uh, Naruto, where like every time Kakashi, like, oh my god, you gotta take his mask off. Oh my god, I can't. And he just, like just made you look. And I think the one time like they show it, it just like he's just a guy. He just looks, he just has a mouth. People get over it. I love when people just yeah, like even as a child, Johnny had like a beanie on. <laughs> he's Damn. like three years old. <laughs> god I love damn it. just like they just have a, like a like a thing on and just like people want to see what it looks like underneath them like it's just you think it's gonna be bald like a hulk hogan hairstyle on johnny where he's just like bald but has the long hair anyway like a jotaro live action that'd be josuke <laughs> he just has the sideburns i love <laughs> that <set> <laughs> I, that was like oh my god we, we, we should have brought that up in the live action anime it's like the weirdness of just doing a part four movie out of everything yeah, the part four movie was awesome how such a weird thing that exists. All right, before we get a comment, I did. I found the elusive hatless Johnny Joe star. <gasps> wait, is that not Nicholas? Oh wait, is it? Oh wait, I think it is Nicholas. That ain't Johnny. That don't look like Johnny. God damn it, I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, he almost has hair on. <laughs> well, maybe it is. Also- this image says Johnny underscore youth underscore suit, and he's doing the same like cutting thing that Jonathan did when he's like, you know. Getting yelled at. Why does like little Johnny Joe Star look so there's something off about him? It is something off. It doesn't look like him. <laughs> His torso is fucking huge. <laughs> okay, that's it. It's so funny. His hands are really tiny. His his kneecaps would be like inch like one inch above his ankle. This, this which is what is part crazy. four villains of the week became. <laughs> yeah. You just shrink and then become weaker and weaker. 
Interesting. Yeah, that that part four movie, I just it's just the weirdest thing to ever exist. Like I don't know why. Yeah, I, I'd say it's less weird than one one piece live action. I feel like Takashi Miike probably was just like, yeah, I want to do like a crime story. Like, what part of JoJo can I do that's like a crime story? If any, if there's any part too, I would I would probably say if I was like, you know, what is the most adaptable live action uh, JoJo part besides part one? I guess yeah, I'd go part four. I think a lot of people wanted to see stands in live action. It's kind of a cool idea. They look mm-hmm. fine. It, it wasn't yeah, the, they actually didn't look that bad. No, not at all. It wasn't the worst thing. Like we, I think the same time we watched like the live action uh, FMA, that was awful. That was <laughs> that got no, a that sequel, was, baby. That was funny. That was funny. One. That got a sequel recently. He came out on Netflix. Hey, good for, good for them. You want to see good live action them. Scar? There you go. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that one. I heard it was real bad, though. It is yeah. not good. It is very weird, and the stuff they incorporate in there. It's a very odd choice. Hmm. But anything else? Because we going on for like a while, and I am. We're all all probably sweating in the summer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm done. I'm done with the summer heat. Yeah, me I too, man. It's been like I have no central AC where I'm living right now. It's like 90 oh. degrees out today. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm begging to go back to my my ace my window AC. <laughs> yeah, like I don't mind the summer, but it's times like this when I'm like, oh, winter. Yeah, winter, my <laughs> beloved. I'm a cold. I'm a cold, <laughs> cold weather guy. <laughs> I used to work in the cold weather, and I loved it. And everybody thought I was crazy because all all I wear is a hoodie, and I'm be like, I'm sweating like a storm out here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I like my women like I'm like I like my seasons cold. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Um. All right. That was horrible. So okay. Let's end it. We pl- let's end it there. Uh, are gonna... we plugging it up, Jim? Yeah. Let's let's see if let's see if uh exports. Would you like to plug anything? Yes. I'd love to. Thank you guys so much for watching the latest episode of Jokakaka. Also, I want to ask you guys this before. Let me extend this a little bit. When Jojolian okay. ended, did you guys ever consider changing the channel name? Uh, we had kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, I I didn't really want to just because like SEO, <laughs> like I'm just very mm-hmm. SEO minded. Um, and I think it's kind of like it was like derivative enough yeah. that <laughs> I I thought it was like fine. Yeah, and no one knows what the yeah. fruit that the show was named after anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you guys have like you know five hundred thousand subs and you're like a One Piece channel now, everyone be like, what? hell does jokaka come mean you'll be like well <laughs> you see there was this series called jojo's bizarre adventure and the namescape makes it so easy to like make other show names of like <laughs> chainsaw sawsaw or like it just, yeah, it, just it, it is funny you can... and our, we have the great fan name of joe cox i like to call our fans joe joe cox. Cox. well joe cox thanks for watching the the latest episode <laughs> of joe cox, all you joe cox out there um but yeah i'm sure you guys can find my channel in the description and, and and all that if these boys would be so kind to link it and such of course we'll think about it okay <laughs> okay but yeah thank and you guys for having me it was great i would love to come on more you guys you guys gotta hit me up yeah we were, we're getting back into mm-hmm. the uh guest episodes i feel and it's gonna yeah. be nice to get back into the rhythm get back in the creator grind set yeah get some hopefully maybe get some potential new blood in there too which i would love to see <laughs> Yeah, it's always just awkward when you DM someone and be like, 
Hey, you want to be on my podcast? Especially now that like no, Twitter's being awkward. shit and it's a lot harder now. Oh get. my god, what is going on with Twitter? I like don't use Twitter that much anymore, but every time I go on, I'm just like, uh, this this has to be some sort of like, you know, joke. This, this has to be some sort of Metal Gear plot where they're trying to like sabotage <laughs> like the flow of information or something. It just seems ridiculous. Like, I just can't imagine a, a social I feel like media it's trolling. Like, saying, I saw the other day where it's like, you know, you're limited to see 6,000 tweets per day. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm like, okay, like they're actively trying to kill the platform. Like, like they're, they're, when, when, what I hear, when would a, a company want less people? When, when would a social media company want less engagement? Hmm. That is literally like what he's doing. All yeah. our ads there, come there's, from there's people some viewing conspiracy theory going on here. Like they're literally just trying to destroy Twitter. It's like all our, all our ad, our revenue come from like ads from people scrolling. But when we get limited and I heard like, it's just a lie made up just to like destroy. It's like trolling, man, because every time they implement something, like, this is happening, and everyone's like, this sucks, and then they're like, okay, it's not happening anymore. It's like, just stop, just yeah. stop, just stop, like, like scaring. People, God, people complain, I think Elon said, like, touch grass, and I'm just like, are you fucking nah, man. serious? That, the, Sir, the Elon account has platform. to be, like, an AI, dude. Like, I, I don't believe it's, like, him doing that. He's, <laughs> like... like this man owns like Tesla from... and SpaceX. Like, there's no way this dude has the time to be on Twitter for eight hours a day. Like... He's like a Men in Black alien, just like stuffed <laughs> inside that suit. Yeah, <laughs> he he's definitely like a two inch tall like cockroach that lives inside. Yeah, like I thought you wanted to go to Mars, there. dude. Like, why are you limiting tweets? What's going on here? <laughs> like, one of the uh, good faith, um, I mean not good faith, but one of like the the possible explanations for it is apparently Twitter had like a humongous bill they had to pay. Uh, Google for website hosting and it seemed like the speculation is that Elon was just kind of like stiffing them and you know, like not paying it apparently, so apparently, by not doing that they were like heavily limited on like bandwidth he doesn't like, believe in rent so like also another reason that he doesn't like pay bill he like doesn't believe in rent of course he doesn't it's so yeah. stupid so yeah. I like a lot of things I'm like highly considering shit. just deleting my shit like the one thing that really irked me was when they removed two fac it's like you're removing two Crazy. you're removing two fact from people that like I have to pay eight dollars if I want like you know my account to be secure. It's like that's ridiculous. Like I would act, I'd rather actually just like delete my account. Like and I feel so there was that and then there was the a, two fact was a was big a thing for me. That was just like a slap in the face. It's like so anti consumer. There was a maybe a stretch of like three days where the the site the actual live site was like a test version because they couldn't for whatever reason like because they had so much turnover they couldn't have like a, like a proper live version of the site and people could like get behind the scenes and see shit they shouldn't like and I had to like because I, I work in like marketing and I had to like tell my boss I was like hey like I don't know if we should like we have to like be careful with like Twitter right now for some of our clients because like it literally there was a chance that people could just have like their entire accounts just like stolen just because like so much of the source code was just for anyone anyone could look at it uh, yeah man it's a disaster so everyone will have to move to threads now and now everyone will exist on on under you know mark zuckerberg under meta yeah, yeah. Oh, now, we're, now we're entering the metaverse what's, what's like, that what's that twitter equivalent that people are asking like, invites for that even... blue sky blue I think sky it's called yeah, well, uh, I like how everyone's like, Twitter's done. Where are we moving? Bro, go outside. Yeah, Tumblr, literally. Don't baby. move anywhere. <laughs> go outside. 
I, this I is a great was, opportunity uh, to just delete the account. Like, I, see, I bet, like, yeah. is your life going to get worse if you don't spend four hours a day on Twitter? Probably not. We're going back to the GameFAQs, uh, FAQ threads, and just talking. Dude, I, I, used, I remember I used to go on GameFAQs every single day to participate in the daily poll, and I was always excited to see what it was going to be. Like, yeah, Reddit's killing itself because they got rid of all their third-party apps. Would I use Apollo? Rest in peace, Apollo. Yeah. You were the best. Now I'm stuck with using that Narwhal. Dude, I hated that. Every time I would like, I would try. I would like look up a topic on like some JoJo thing, and I would like try to click on a thread. It'd be like, "R slash Stardust Crusaders is locked." I'd be like, "Damn it!" But well, basically, almost all of them unlocked now. But yeah, you yeah. use like Narwhal. You don't use the official Reddit app because it sucks for what everything I hear. Yeah, they they, they were the, like preventing people from using third party APIs. But dude, like yeah. Apollo is so good and like clean, and I'm just like, because the third party apps thing. And then the uh, the CEO was just like, it'll it'll pass over, and it did because he threatened to demod like anybody that was like blacked out. Like yeah, it's, 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 it was a shitty just. It's all it's all bad. Internet's heading towards yeah. Uh, yeah Internet is definitely like. It, it it hit a peak and it's definitely like decline now like now like i remember like when i was a kid like the internet was like this vast like oasis of like curiosity yeah. or it's like you'd go to google and you would like you would visit maybe like a hundred websites a day you would be on like personal blogs or websites or you'd be on like newgrounds looking at something then you'd be over on like myspace looking at something like this then you'd be on like a music site or something it's like but now the internet is like four apps like the all all yeah. of the vastness and all like the possibilities of the internet has been boiled down to like five iPhone applications. Yeah, and and I'm like looking at my my phone right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, you have like YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. Uh, that's the internet and like Reddit. I have, like, yeah. <laughs> and Reddit, I have, like, Reddit, Twitter, yeah. Messenger. App. I don't even use Facebook. I just use like the Messenger app, really. Yeah. And then I got like the most East Coast thing of the Wawa app on my phone just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, everything's just been conglomerized and monopolized into these shitty ass platforms that like, you know, are just completely anti-consumer. Yeah. It's if the, worst, it's the get, worst timeline. If we had to get like a guess, it would be like somebody on the community tab of their YouTube page. Like, hey, you want to be on our shitty podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Please. Whoever that would uh, be. <laughs> yeah. But... um. And yeah, uh, I think it was Contra points. We recently had a tweet that I was like really vibing with. It was basically like the the worst thing that you can do if you're like a person, online persona is have a Twitter because like you immediately become like so much less mysterious and interesting when you can just tweet about like what you had for breakfast. Like, yeah. like I don't know. I, I some of the creators that I I value like the highest uh, are are ones that I like don't know what they're doing at all times. <laughs> like Running Shine is probably my favorite person on youtube right now and or well it's actually a group but like they don't have social media or shit it's like all right you get like a new fucking running shine video like maybe twice a year and it's like great. i think it it's i think it affects good. work too if you have like an author who like is terminally online and is constantly yeah. looking at what their like audience has to say like how is that not going to impact the work that you create exactly exactly hmm. so yeah we need to all go back into our little caves and smear uh, art against the wall and then <laughs> share it with each other <laughs> oh man i hate to end it on such like a nihilistic someone, <laughs> someone has like a, a message of hope um uh, there's a cool thing that uh baby otters do where they hold hands and then they're in the water that's pretty that's pretty mm, cool that's i pretty do popular. like watching otter videos when they're on their back and they like hold something and they like smash it on their stomachs 
It's really awesome. I, that's okay. That's the biggest. That would be the biggest uh, hit if Twitter goes down. There's a lot of cute animal accounts I follow. Yeah. Yeah. I need those to stay in my I, life. I guess like the red panda licking up block of ice. Like I saw recently. I like. I love. That. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one too. And I'm like, oh. we need to do an hour long podcast where it's just like, oh, have you seen this video <laughs> of a cute animal? Like, oh yeah, I did. It was you, awesome. You just do a live stream of just like the React channels of just like <laughs> that's like the entirety of like a trash taste podcast. He's like, bro, did you see this meme? Oh, I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll show you real quick. <laughs> did like, you see, like we're did showing you, each other the phones. That's so true. <laughs> did you see that one like I think Chrome extension where it just adds Mr. Beast to like YouTube thumbnails? I, I did see that. <laughs> It's like the best extension. Awesome. I've been seeing like Mr. Beast images so much becoming that. Like his face is becoming uncanny. I always think of yes. like the epic rap battles, Mr. Beast like pose every Mr. Beast. <laughs> Mr. Oh. Beast. But uh But yeah. Um I mean there's hope in the world because Panny and Stocking got a season two, so Yes, true. that is true. There is hope. And Persona three is getting remade. But the Uzumaki yes. anime is still uh AWOL. <laughs> Konosuba is getting another season. I mean, come on. That's true. There's, there's some hope. Na- nature's healing. Common Shuckmeister W. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I guess like I'm getting a, a continuation to Gridman anime, like a movie was combined to. That's like a big win for me. So like, I'm like, there are dozens of you. There are dozens of Gridman fans excited dozens. for this. So good. <laughs> the anime is so good. But. Anything else? All can, right. can we kind of pl- do the, the normal plugs? Yeah, let's then? fucking plug it. Yeah, plug plug, plug it, it for plug real. Alright. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. If you liked it, leave a comment of any, any of the, the, the talking points we talked about. You can like the video. Subscribe if you haven't. Either one of the channels if you haven't already. You're crazy if you haven't. I don't know how you ended up here. but uh, You can also follow the podcast on, I guess, Twitter if it's up at this point. Who knows? It could literally be different any day. It has uh, me, <laughs> follow the podcast Twitter. It has me and Jim's handles on there as well. You can uh, you know go to our Patreon as well if you want to donate, get a shout out on Jokaka episodes. And you can also join the Discord if you want. And Hell yeah. with that, I think it's all the plugs because we are all dying of heat stroke. Yes, please. All right. Thank you, guys. One, yeah, one final thank you. Yeah, thank you, you for joining us. us. Of course. It's always a pleasure. And we'll be chatting again soon. Bye. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. (laughs)